And good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. I am Glenn Clark. Rami is back in with us today in for Griffin, who is down in Florida. And it's a Wednesday, and this guy said, don't worry. I'll come save you. I'll come spend the day with you. And then because he's now a certain age... He didn't know how to put his headphones on to start the day's show. Well, Drew typically Forrest. the talents, someone would put the headset on for them. Since when? Does <laughs> Jim Rome put his own headset on? Yes, I'm going to assume no, he, he doesn't. I'm going to assume that that's the case. So Ethan last night, speaking of being 60, Ethan goes into... Well, take, I wasn't going to say that out loud. Ethan goes in to take a shower, and I hear... By, Jay, by the way, if, if you're 60, he's... 30, right? right. <laughs> I hear Jay-Z playing in the bathroom. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't so know he it, was... So it finishes. You know, he right, finishes right. his shower. And I kind of walk in and, you know, just... I said, what are you What are you listening to? He said, Jay-Z, have you ever heard of him? <laughs> I said, you have, have to, I ever heard of him? You know, like most kids his age better probably... Better broad, better automobile, better yard, nah, about 100 mil. Have I ever yeah, heard of him? Yeah, like, but you understand that like most kids his age probably don't listen right. to Jay-Z. Like, right. That's that's a little bit like someone my age listening to Aerosmith. Maybe. You know? Right. Like, that's like the little bit of a comparison there. I don't... Like, did you ask him, like, are your friends into Jay-Z? No, he hears it at the basketball games. Okay. And that's where he gets the okay. influence from. All right, I can dig that, though. So I said to him, like... Look, if you really want to listen to Jay Z, I'll sit down and talk to you about Jay Z, and I'll tell okay. you. And I'll tell <laughs> you about teach a lesson. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about Jay Z's life, tell, and I'll tell you tell him about the night we went to see Jay Z, and we still have a contact high because right, of it. Right, and I'll tell you about Con- contact high. That's yeah, what right, it was. That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you about some of the songs that Jay Z wrote that and what they represent, and I'll tell you which ones I think you should listen to, and I will tell you which ones I don't think you should listen to. But if you want to listen to Jay-Z, not, you know, knock yourself out. Very talented. Do you have rules about what he's allowed to listen to and what he isn't well, allowed to listen very, to? Well, like, we're very, like, I think I talked to you about this off the air with Ted Lasso. Like, we do not let my kids watch Ted Lasso. What? I know. It's a very encouraging television it, program. It is, with the exception of <laughs> Roy Kent's. Roy I Kent's mean, propensity for the F word every okay, 30 it's, seconds. It's still, there are a lot of good lessons I know, in there. But you'll see when your kids are, uh, your kids are oh, already I don't, the F word yeah, and seven. I, so what am I, what am I Drew, saying? Drew, I had a, we had, it was Catholic schools week this week, right? So they invited us over right. for lunch on Monday right, right, right. at my kid's school, right. which is very sweet. And I said, I'll go over. And I realized five minutes By the in, way, it's Royal Farms Coffee is awesome. I, nobody's going to debate that. Yeah. Uh, we love Jamaican uh, Blue Mountain. Nah, it's, it's about, you had some Jamaican I, Blue Mountain at the Jay-Z concert, exactly. remember? I was ex- I, I can't <laughs> believe. It actually concerns me that we were thinking the same way about this. Um, <laughs> I, get, I get to the school on Monday, and my five-year-old's really excited to see me. And my seven-year-old is excited for a minute, and then very clearly not excited. And it took me all of about three minutes for me to realize that was because, oh, lunch for my seven-year-old is when he gets to talk about farts with his friends. Oh, nice. Right? Like, that's, that's it's a haven. Well, you're raising a real winner here. It's a haven for him and his buddies <laughs> right, to right, sit right. around and say butt crack. Right. And <laughs> things <laughs> like that. <laughs> right, correct. Right. And now, because mom and dad are here, right. he's not able to do that. Well, who's calling? That's Don't my d- buddy, Brian Hubbard. I'm on uh, the yeah. air with Glenn. I'll have to right. back. Yeah, yeah on, on the air. That's well, what whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, we call whatever this, you call this, whatever we call what Rami's done to us. 
Right. <laughs> Rami, what do you th- by the way, what do you think? Uh, don't listen to this. What do you think Rami's got to be thinking to himself at this point? Here I am. I'm a, <laughs> did I, did I, he I, not I, get I, the I, message I when you he first? He must not have. Stare. Hey, Hub, I'm on the air with yeah, Glenn. Right, here, call we, you back. here we go. Yeah, Hub. Hubs. That's, um, it's weird. He, um, Rami's got to be thinking to himself, like, what on earth have I done? Like, I thought my career was going to sky. I thought I was going to maybe be, you know, the next Charles Davis or... Um, you know, I, what, to, I think uh, I think Rami is more a traditional talk show host. Okay, type. I think he. So Rami he, thought, you know, someday, I think Rami uh, views himself right. more as like the know it all, which you know we all do, right. right? But I think like Mike and the Mad Dog is right. more the way that he thinks. And him. so he leaves here, he pulls out and goes drives down the road. And he thinks to himself <laughs> like, right. man, I got yeah, a long. Yesterday we did an entire show about college lacrosse. <laughs> I have, I have a long way. To, I loved every. I have a long way to go. <laughs> right. uh, Rami leaves here and he's like, this is not going quite the way I thought. <laughs> This might not be the moment. The idea that anyone will put a mic in front of me is shocking to me still. So well, I, now, <laughs> of that, I think all of us would agree. It's a great But point. that's okay. Hang in there. Is he, the, Trust me, anybody can do it. I mean, it, I've seen... Uh, oh, no, you've got Caleb I, on Sundays. I was trying to figure... You, 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 Caleb does your show on Sundays. Caleb, really. All Caleb wants to do is play Led Zeppelin in the, during the breaks, which I love. I was going to say, is there a problem with Caleb that? I gave Caleb a Led Zeppelin shirt at the end of the year oh, last year. as like a you. gift. I gave him a Led Zeppelin shirt. Oh, now I feel bad about the fact he, that I didn't give him a gift. He's, he's, I think he started to cry. Oh, that's very Where's sweet. Gift? What, yeah. a, what a sweet thing. Yeah, right. I didn't get anybody to give. Okay. I gave a firm you'll, handshake. You'll have a heart the older you get. Now, wait a second. It's not the heart that's the problem. It's the wallet that the Mickey Mouse stole from me a couple weeks Go in Orlando. Right. I've got a heart. Um, anyway, Drew is here. Coming up in a few minutes, Pete Karingi is going to join us. Or as they used to call him on, in the old days on the FM station, Pete Karingi. Well, you know, they 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 at least knew he existed, which is not old Pete Karingi. Pete Karingi from UMBC. As we talked about yesterday, he is. I did not know Pete. I had never thought Pete was a quitter. A quitter. That's what you're going uh-huh. with. You're going. I can't with, wait to light you're it. You're going him. with quitter. You're quitting on me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, 32 years. 32 years at UMBC, and Pete Grinchy announced forget his retirement yesterday. They made the Final Four. They they were legitimately a threat to win a national championship People in 2014. Forget that. Like, they went to that weekend, and they had really as good a chance as anyone of no winning question. a national championship. No question. Cary, North Carolina. Right. Um, Didn't also, they win every one of those games by like penalty kicks or something crazy? Yes. Remember, it was weird. They yes. won like one it game, was one a, nothing. It was a really the rest of them they just played for penalty. We're, we're just going to. You know what? They penalty. screwed up. They never brought me back over to fill in for uh, Mittermeier. Oh, yeah, they screwed and, that up. Right. And they never made another run. Yeah, right. That's really what right. happened over there. Also, this morning, Rick Spielman, former NFL GM, he's one of the few men who ever gave out a fully guaranteed contract, as he gave it to Kirk Cousins a few years back. Former that was NFL what, GM. Two years or three years? What was that? It, we, oh, yeah, it wasn't two, five years. It was, it was two. Three, I thought it was three. three. I thought it was three. 88 yeah. million. Uh, we'll talk he did to, a nice job there. Well, well done, Rick. <laughs> you know, they've been pretty good. <laughs> Cousins is okay. Yeah, he's I mean, I'm actually, not trying to pretend like he's, he's actually, if we had a discussion about quarterbacks and Quarterbacks who people think stink, who really don't stink. Well, he definitely doesn't stink. People There's, think Kirk Cousins stinks. Of course, they, of course, he doesn't stink. But he's also definitely now not. his arm is shot. Here, I'll give now. you. I'll give you. By the way, Rick Spielman will join us later. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. I'll give you this one. Speaking of stinking, how good is Jalen Hurts? Well, here's what I would say before we even talk about football. <laughs> no, I mean before we talk about the answer to that. Here's okay. what I would say. To to do what he did at Alabama, and to handle that the way he handled that, getting benched in the championship game, sure. coming back the next year and being relegated to a backup, 
um, not, you know, not ch- not going, and I, I'll just make this up because it, it doesn't matter where, not going to Mississippi State for a year to sort of reestablish himself, right? Not going down a notch. Not that Joe did that, but Joe was very smart, right? Joe was at Pitt, never played, mm-hmm. knew, he, knew he probably Lost wasn't going to play. Lost out the Tyler Thigpen. Right. And so Joe Tyler, went, Tyler Palco. Jo, jo, Tyler. Joe went down a notch, went to Delaware, and $175 million later, yes. the Worked joke's okay. on everybody else. Yes. Right. Well, Hertz didn't do that. And I, I think that what you're seeing of him now is sort of a byproduct of this kid's character. I think he's had a hell of a year. I, I There is no question everyone was kind of waiting for him to, you know, you know what, the bed. And I think it's awesome. And I think he's a very good quarterback. I, I, I don't think this I don't is a disagree shock. With, but this is the part that I – everything you say, I'm going to agree with. But I'm, I'm asking right now, Jalen Hurts, if you ranked NFL quarterbacks, would be what? I just did this the other day for somebody at Drew's Morning Dish, and I, I think I said right now, I think I said he was like six or seven. Okay. Right now. Because I look here are the first two right I think I think we would all agree with this but maybe not to me it's undeniable the first two are Mahomes and Derek Carr right and that a hundred percent Mahomes and Burrow and then so you've you've definitively elevated Burrow over Josh Allen yes I'm not there okay I'm not there okay I, I think there's a strong argument for it but I haven't and defin- I had Allen at three I, but I, I think, also said I think it's Mahomes one and then Burrow okay. and Allen and whatever you That's know fine. like but I also said that. Three, and I'm, I don't remember the exact order, but three, four, five, six, seven, I'm going to just say, were Allen. I, actually, I uh, might have had Herbert ahead of Allen. But uh, anyway, the three, four, five, six, seven were like Herbert, Allen, Lamar, Lawrence, and Hertz. And, and I said, I, I think you could put those in any order. And somebody, Greg Cosell, or somebody with a real – you know, discerning eye for quarterbacking might put Trevor Lawrence at four. I, I don't know. My my point about Hertz was merely I don't know, right? Like that's what this, I think this I, has been very impressive. Though. It's been extraordinarily impressive. He was very deserving of being in the MVP conversation this year. I, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm literally talking about the context of is he definitively one of the best quarterbacks in football, or is he a good quarterback that was given one of the greatest rosters ever assembled in the salary cap era? And that's the part that I can't figure out. Now, it doesn't change anything about it to me. Like, with, this is the way that it works, the same way that we talk about with Lamar. When the Eagles have to pay Jalen Hurts, it kind of doesn't matter. He's a quarterback. You have to pay him. That's the way that this goes. That's the, right. that's the game in the NFL. But it is merely interesting in the context of not fully knowing. He didn't play all that well on Sunday, but they didn't need him to play all that well on Sunday, right? Yeah, once like, the kid went out. Yes, it, it wasn't was really done. a football game on Sunday. But he's played well all season. It was clear that well, it, when you didn't play, they lost. If if you <laughs> if you completely dismiss and say, well, anybody could step in and win with the Eagles. Well, Gardner Minshew proved that's not correct. But could Jared Goff have guided this Eagles team to a Super Bowl? I uh, I don't know. I I, mean, I think yes. Could, right? could they have gone thirteen and four or twelve and five, and then wiggled their way in maybe? But they weren't going to do what they did overall with Jared Goff. I don't think. And by the way, I actually, yeah, hell I'm, of a actually I'm actually a Jared Goff. If you said to me, Jared Goff, yay or nay, I would say yay. I, I think he's been, uh, you know, I think he's been very maligned. 
Um, in the same way that Stafford was maligned when he was in Detroit, and then he went to L.A., and they gave him real football players right. and a real culture, and they won, right? Like, well, though Jared Goff had real football players in L.A. and got that team to, a Super, to the Super Bowl. Bowl. So my, right. my question would be, why couldn't he get a roster that, again, on the whole, I think is better? Is this better. a way for you to pick on Lamar? It's not at all. It's really <laughs> not in any way. In fact, it would probably be the, ready to say. It, it would almost be the exact opposite, which is why couldn't you have ever given him real football players at some point? Um, but I, I do. I would say I had this conversation with somebody the other day who said, and I'll stop to, to say that the conversation started and sort of germinated from the fact of that what Mahomes did on Sunday with nobody. So there's right? I, like have with, seen, with I have seen I have seen this float around what you're talking about. I mean, he I, does have the best tight end I, in football. I think I think Kadri was doing it last night, like that. This is, and I. This would be the first time ever in football history that you could legitimately say a quarterback won the game on on their own. Won the game, right? Now it's not fair because, as you point out, even Travis Kelsey well, the punt return, yeah, changed the entire last well, minute. Correct. They if that kid catches the ball right. to twenty four and gets tackled. They weren't doing anything run, offensively in the. Well, first they run quarter. two plays and right. then the game's end, and the game's over, to, and they go to they go overtime. to overtime. Yes, right. and they weren't doing anything. The, in the punt return quarter. totally changed. But for the, the totality game. of the game, you could argue it's the first time we've ever seen a quarterback essentially do it by himself. Now that's not fair because, as you point out, even at less than hundred percent, Travis Kelsey was still the most dangerous weapon on the field, maybe outside of Jamar Chase, right? Like. Th- th- there was still something that Scantley Cantley guy made some great catches. He made whatever. some. Hell, Marcus who, Kemp, who I've never who heard. Of. Is, you, know, right? you know who Valdez Scantling is. But I mean, you know who that whatever guy his is. name is. But that's the funny part, right? The, the twofold, the comparison people try to say, like this, this is proof that you don't have to do it. One, if you don't under- understood that Patrick Mahomes is elevated above everyone, like if if you're sitting here still trying to thinking that somebody is arguing that Lamar Jackson is better than Patrick Mahomes. You're arguing with no one. There is no one making the argument that Lamar Jackson is as good of a quarterback or a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes because there is no such thing. Patrick Mahomes is different than anyone we've ever seen in the history of football, perhaps. Um, But it's the second part to that, which is this was so bad this season that the Chiefs had no one and the Ravens were still taking their castoffs. Like. Chief that, said, we don't want DeMarcus Robinson. The Ravens are like, oh, my God. Sign me up. Give, it, give him to he us. He was their best receiver. Right, right, right. And the Chiefs, who had nothing, didn't want him. That's how bad it was in Baltimore this year. So I, when I see that this week, that attempt to try to, I don't know, bring Lamar Jackson down a peg or whatever. No, no, no. I, that was not what I was saying at all. Um, what, what I was saying at, at, might even wind up being the opposite, which, which was if you – took away if we made a if we had the pizza the proverbial pizza that I always say mm-hmm. and we divvied out slices for Lamar's skill set total quarterbacking skill set and this might not even be a conversation for you and I'd have because of our limited but growing knowledge of quarterback play but I'm just saying like take take the skill set of Lamar divide it up into slices and what are they and one of the argument counter arguments perhaps to adding a lot of quality players around him is when you do that you might remove critical parts of his skill set okay like running with the ball if you yeah, okay. if you said to Lamar flat out this new coordinator is going to come in and we are telling you today you are never going to run with the ball more than 5 times in a game and this is just pie right, in the sky right You'll never run with the ball more than five times in a game ever. Mm-hmm. We're telling you that now. Right. I think you diminish his value 
to your team, not as value I've, financially. I've, I've never disagreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think when you, I think it minimizes him as a player. Over, that's what like, I mean. Right, yeah. right. So, so is there an argument? And I am not saying that we shouldn't get better football players. What I am saying though is, the more of them you add, all of whom need involved, need yeah, involvement. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Is there any way that actually diminishes him? Right, I, because of his. Dynamic ability to run with it. I, I think and it, throw it. I, I think his throwing I think it is underrated. A, right. I agree with that. I think it creates a problem that needs solving, but I don't think it becomes a detriment. And it could be we, that we, they need an offensive coordinator, and that's the end of the story. We're, we're apparently we're having a bit of a technical issue, so we're going to try to get that solved, and we're going to take a break as Pete Karinji is going to join us. Oh, so I apologize. No, Rami, Rami's coming. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, it's, he's new here. Come we're going to we're going to deal with that. We'll come back in. Pete Karinji will join us. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets start at over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR. Apologies, we had a bit of an issue with our uh, audio on the YouTube stream, but we got that fixed. We are up and fired up and ready to go. And 
Hey, man. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Now I got to figure out where uh, Pete Karinji. Imagine him dogging us. That'd be pretty Imagine. funny. Imagine. Hey, he probably heard I was here. Oh, well, no, I told him you were going to He already here. got I me said, once. I said that. Back in ni- I... 1994. Oh, yeah? What happened? I don't know that story. I hired Pete, and the next day he called me and said, I can't take the job. You didn't know that? No, you've never told me this story. You didn't know that story? Wait, 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 wait. You've never told me this story. I've never told that story? No. I hired Pete to be the coach of the spirit. Shut up. And the next day he called me and said, uh, He did a Billy what? Donovan. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And I still love him. Oh, I don't blame you for that. Yeah, I, mean, I think like, he just went to Dr. Charlie Brown and said, hey, Doc. Yeah, right. A uh, uh, spirit or uh, <laughs> well, sniffing around, what do you, right. what do you got you for got me? You got $10,000 more over right. there than you can give me? a question I never know the answer to. How what? long do you wait between calling people when they don't answer, but they have the appointment? What do you mean? Meaning I called him. He didn't yeah, answer. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is, this is, this is, it's fine. We can, uh, call the, him. That, that was a life question. Call him again in three minutes. <laughs> right. Call him again in three minutes. Question. I just texted him. Rami said that was a life question. I just text. He's got an 11 a.m. press conference, so he needed to do it in the 10 a.m. Oh, 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 That was, that was the bit that So, yeah, I hired Pete. When, when Kenny Cooper quit, we um, started looking for a coach, and I had said to the owner right away, I'm like, this guy checks off every box of ours. Except he's he's never coached professional indoor soccer. Right. But it's soccer. Yeah, you can probably figure it out. And we were in that league where the where scoring was really important in terms of like the distance of the goal, right? You know, two points, three points. And we just felt like or I felt like we needed somebody that was kind of innovative and who was an offensive minded coach. And Pete definitely was an offensive minded coach. And and so I convinced the owner, the owner's like, Well, you know, you don't have any real uh, indoor experience. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's just soccer. He'll he'll do yeah, fine. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Yeah, and um, and, and he would have for the Pete, record. Well, right. And Pete knew all the Baltimore guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Dieter played for him. Um, he knew all of the Baltimore kids. And I thought, man, this would be a really nice marriage for us as an organization to have a guy that knows Baltimore, knows soccer, has a name. I I didn't really think of it all that much in terms of like drawing fans. But there, you know, there was a nature of unintended consequences thing there too. Like he might bring us a couple extra hundred people over the course of the season. They want to go down and see him and see the team, and if the team wins, right? So it all was perfect. Went and met him over at uh, Casamia's over in uh, White Marsh. Had a nice meal. Spent twenty five dollars on him. Went through the whole thing. We talked a bunch, and then we're like, okay, let's meet. You know, we talked a couple times on the phone. Then we met, chiseled the whole thing out. He said, you got your man. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Shook his hand. Man hug. Hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Come in and meet the owner. We'll get the press conference organized. He called me the next day and said, yeah, I can't take the job. Man, I had never I yeah. never knew that. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. L- l- worked out way better for him. No, no, no. No, no. Offense. I mean, no and, offense to and, you. And funny enough, it, it did work out really well for him, and it didn't work out all that great for us because the guy that we wound up hiring, who, whom I was – extraordinarily fond of, and still am, Dave McWilliams, um, wound up not being a good fit for us. So, um, and, and in between those two, we actually tried to hire someone else. Okay. And he, his name was um, um, Billy Phillips. Uh, he was a goalkeeper in Dallas who was their assistant coach. We actually tried to hire him, um, made him a great offer, and then the same thing happened. Dallas kind of swooped in in the end and said, ah, why don't you just stay here, we'll give you more money. So Dave was kind of the de facto third guy, right? And we want, I mean, we liked Dave, and I i thought there were some things about Dave as a coach that were really beneficial. But in the end, he was not a good fit. So 
it worked out great for Pete and uh, not so great for us. Well, you or know. or Dave, right? Because Dave hung around for a year and a half, and then I had to have that tough talk with him. Well, I don't so. know what's I don't know what's going on with our guy this all morning. Right. We'll, well see. If, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it that's out. In the meantime, uh, today's show. I just realized I haven't done. Just talk about Lamar Jackson. Haven't done, yeah. We'll do more Get of that. We will. In all fact. Right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by uh, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. And don't forget that if you haven't signed up yet, if you haven't signed up yet for any of the sports betting houses that have established themselves here in the state of Maryland. Here? What, what do you mean? It's, it's illegal Maryland? now. Yes, they made it legal now, Drew, believe it or not. Huh. Uh, the best thing to do is go to pressboxonline.com offers, and you can take advantage of, for example, betting $5 and getting $200 in bonus bets instantly from DraftKings. That's available right now, pressboxonline.com offers. Uh, I was going to bring back Spin the Wheel today, but oh. I hadn't prepared Rami for how to do that. I excited there at first. Yeah, right? uh, well, Rami, can you do a fake uh, wheel spinning motion? Like, Imagine one of those things that you spin around at the state fair. They, do do a, a prolonged version of that, if like, you don't mind. Just like... Yeah, do, do, just literally hack. Make it sound... Oh, do, 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 yeah, right? <laughs> you know, he might be going places. Yeah, that, he might be going... He's going to remember this someday. Yeah, yeah right. He's going to remember that. I'm, I'm going to be sitting at my Hall of Fame speech. I'm Rami. Fame, I'm like, Rami. They made me make go on radio. <laughs> I'm Rami Smith here at the Cameron Indoor Center. Rami Smith? Changed my name. Well, he's got it. Yeah, I mean, he got... Levy is his last name. Yeah, but he's going to have to go with Smith, I think. Okay. Just, you know, just... Oh, is that the way that it works? it's just people... You know, it's easy to identify. Okay. So he has to change his name. Um, I can't tell if that's anti-Semitic or not. Yeah, not really, but only if it, mildly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, only well, Smith's Jewish too, so uh, uh, there you go. Uh, right? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. not, nothing to do with Jewish. Um, just change your name the way Dave Johnson changed his name. What Although, was Dave no, Johnson's actually, name? I think that is Dave. Johnson. I was going to say Mike, Mike Popovic changed his name. Oh, he was Mike Bradley Mike for Bradley. a minute. Yeah, right. then he decided. I don't think that's anti. I don't think Polish. So. I don't. Well, so be- you better or, you better just move on. If it's uh, not wait a minute, but Popovic is um Croatian. Is it? Yeah, I believe you. But anyway, um. While you're doing this, I'm going to call Pete Karinji's cell phone. But Rami's going to say, you know, I remember one day I, they made me do a fake spinning the wheel thing back in the... Right. Where was that? Was that right. Baltimore? I think it was Baltimore. You, you, you went to the basketball game last night. You are a number one Maryland fan all of a sudden. What's going on with you? See, our, see the team? The home, Go see the team. The hometown team? Um, yeah. And, hey, look, I mean, obviously the whole thing, the game, if you look at the scoring of the game... The game was all predicated on foul line. Well, the, it was all predicated on the foul line. The game was predicated it's on what, the, what Maryland basketball has done successfully. It's hey, all, you, yeah, you, we gonna call you? Are we calling you? Can we call you? He's asleep. All right, all right, we're gonna call you back right now from the studio. All right? She's a whiz. Right. What kind of coach is this? On? As soon as he quits, now he forgets. Yeah, the, all right. Um, Wait, it's, it, it's it the thing where they the can't line. they can't make a three, so all of a sudden Kevin Willard says, "Drive to the basket and get fouled. Go to the basket." Go, and when they do that, they're exceptional. And oddly, right. it seems like when they do that, it builds the confidence to start knocking down a couple of threes. They are dreadful, though, shooting they're, the they're ball. They're a very oh poor outside God. shooting team. But late in the first half, they knocked down a couple of shots that were pretty big. The timeout that Willard took at 22-15. was huge. Everything Def- changed. De- definitely. Everything. Definitely. You could tell. Right away, Indiana was like, oh, man. we Right. This, was, it, this we, was our moment. We had it going. Correct. Right. Everything changed when he took that timeout at 
They went on like a 15-4 run coming out of it. Right. Everything changed in that moment. And the story is, at home, they're a damn good defensive team. Right. They are a really good defensive team at home. Can't figure out what they need to do on the road, but at home. Yeah, but they're going to get a, the proverbial layup on Sunday in Minnesota. They should win there. Minnesota's terrible. And that'll be a good – they're not losing them. Min- look, I'm with you. I don't but care what you say. They're not losing to Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota basketball. nearly beat Indiana. I know. Like right, right, right. And they were without a couple of players right. who nearly beat Indiana uh, last week. All right. Um, you know, so as soon as he quit this job, now he doesn't show up on time. Right. Yeah, he, he forgets. He's got a press conference today, and he didn't uh, worry about guys like us. All right. This man yesterday announced after 32 years as the head coach at UMBC, he is retiring. He is Baltimore soccer. He is I would definitively agree with I would agree with that. Baltimore soccer. It is always a pleasure to welcome back. We shouldn't to the say program. it on the air, but I would agree with that. Okay. The great Pete Karinji is with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn and Drew. It's great to chat with you. Drew says, you know, what the hell? Did you decide to quit on everybody? What's going on here? No, no, no. My phone's been ringing off the hook. I'm, I apologize no. for that. Um, I don't know. Everyone's been calling me. So, What's it, up, Coach? Been, uh, how you doing, Drew? I'm doing great. Doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Congratulations. Uh, and uh, Thank you. We'll, we're going we're gonna to miss you, but uh, you had a hell of a run, man. Uh, Drew says, by the yeah. way, this, this might finally prove – that you were wrong to turn him down back in 1990. Imagine <laughs> where you would be now had you taken that Imagine. job with uh, Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be over working at Lowe's or something probably. <laughs> yeah, just imagine. Uh, I I imagined that a couple times, but thankfully it uh it didn't work out. <laughs> no, it was all good. I I just uh yeah. I remember when we went through that like I I just remember thinking, man, this Pete would check off every box for us. You know, you you knew Baltimore yeah, soccer. Yeah. You were um, no, offensive-minded coach. You know, it would have been great. It was cross. It was. I was thinking about it, that's for sure. And you were just too expensive. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. you, you held me up for ransom. Yeah. All right. Let's Glenn. let's. Let, let me let me pretend to do an interview with you because we were never good at that over right. the years with you. We would just come on and end up busting right. chops for a little while, and that would be that. Uh, when did you all know? Right. Take take me through all of this. When did you you know f- first have the thought? You know, obviously this is the biggest retirement story in sports this week. I can't think of anything else that compares. Uh, when did you decide <laughs> that this was going to be it for you? Well, it was uh, it was right near the end of the season. I was it was a a pretty long grinding season for us. Um, and then the season was over and, you know, I even told the players, I'm going to think about what's going on with my future and what I want to do. Um, and I took some time away from it and, uh, you know, it, it was really, it, it's hard. I mean, it was the hardest thing, obviously decision I've ever had to make, but, uh, I really, I, I took the approach that, it was the best when we got our grades. It was the best team average we've ever had. Um, it's close to 3.5, which is tremendous. Our APR rate was a thousand, which is our graduation rate, which was perfect. Um, no one went on the portal, which in today's day is is kind of crazy because people go on the portal. The only one that went on the portal was someone who's can go to graduate school, um, it, who graduated. So there was a lot of really good things. And that kind of led me to believe that, you know, even though the team next year is going to be really good and it has a chance, to, a good chance, that means got everybody back, I wanted to leave it in a good spot. I didn't want it to leave the opposite of, 
you know, wow, look what happened to UMBC. Pete left. This guy's transferring. That guy's transferring. Um, I've worked too hard to, to kind of build it up. So that was really the thinking of it as it was going through. And, you know, one day I'm going to retire. The next day I'm not retiring. And just thinking after the first of the year, you know, my, my daughter and the kids, they were all up here for the holiday, or my grandchildren. So um, I just just had that feeling that it's the right move to make. And uh, you never know if it's the right move because this is all I've ever done. And uh, clearly, uh, I love doing it, but it's it just uh, I thought it was time to do it. And I'm, I'm retiring from coaching at UMBC. I won't be retiring from soccer, that's for sure. Coach, when you look back on all the, you know, these three decades or so, um, tell, tell everybody how the game has changed and how maybe, oh. maybe you had to change with it. The things that you might have thought in the 90s don't work now, et cetera. Well, it, it has changed. It's changed tremendously. Uh, I, I think, you know, obviously the, the impact, I've been fortunate because my relationship with parents has been, um, you know, it's been good. I, I, when I meet with you, I talk to you the, the, in the initial conversation and tell you I'm going to turn it over from here on out. It'll be between me and, unless there's something really serious, um, no playing time will never be discussed. And it's always going to be about the player um, and as long as it's nothing uh, serious, um, there probably won't be any conversation. So I've had great relationships with the parents. I think what's changed is um, obviously the mental health of players, athletes nowadays is, is much more in tune. Um, we have to be more aware of that. I think things that we used to do years ago, with, whether it's uh, training in the heat or training when it's too cold or um, checking up on how their practice is, how they feel every day. Well, we basically check up on how we, how the players feel every day. So there was a, a constant shift throughout the years of uh, much more aligning with ourselves with the players each day to find out how they were versus years ago. I think you just went out, you trained them, and it was my way or the highway. And I think that's, that's kind of went out the door, um, that Bobby Knight mentality that, that maybe we all had when we first started. He is Pete Karinji. He is with us here on GCR, retiring after 32 years as the head coach at UMBC. Um, the success, right? Like, Coach, I, I, I know you're not going to sit here and pat yourself on the back, but we can do that. Um, did you have – You went to the Final Four Which is once. just impossible. Uh, <laughs> like, it's impossible to think that ever occurred. Did, did you know – what it was possible to do like you know you obviously you you live and breathe Baltimore soccer right like you've you've done it at every level you you know the high school community you know the community college community you know everything did you know what was possible 32 years ago or was it just hey it's a nice college job I'm gonna take it you know who the hell cares what happens after that no, it was actually, uh, you know, I thought that I knew because growing up here and, you know, we've always had success. Uh, the college teams, um, University of Baltimore, Loyola, back in the day, Towson. I mean, there was a lot of really good teams, and they were all successful, and they did it with a lot of local players, with all local players. So I knew what we could do at the club level. We did well. Obviously, Drew and the Blast, when they came um, it was very successful. So it's always been a soccer town. And I, I think even when the Blast started putting some of the local guys on there, then they were winning championships. And so I, I've always believed in, 
and that we could do it with players from the area. But, you know, I never envisioned when I was, when I left the Maryland Bays and I took the UMBC job, I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be like one of them three years and move on. Um, I remember riding over there and, and the very first game is kind of funny because I went from coaching the Bays and we just won the national championship and played up in Vancouver. And I, I go to UMBC and there's like 20 people in the stands and mm. we're playing Shepard. The very, mm. my first game of my career. Um, and I'm like, what am I doing here? Let me call <laughs> Drew. <laughs> crazy. And, and, and I'm over there and, uh, and we're losing one nothing in the first five minutes of the game. And I'm like, this is the worst career decision ever. But, but it, you know, it, it worked out. We start getting that, that next class. We got a lot of kids from Calvert Hall and started getting the local players. And you can see that it immediately changed. Um, and that was always a, a dream. And I, I thought we could do it. You know, I know Loyola got to the quarterfinals one year. And, you know, I realized they had a lot of local players. So I've always believed in that and thought that it could happen. So, um you know, when it all it all came together with the players, some guys transferring in, but it's a, a really local team. Um, yeah, I wasn't shocked by it for sure, and uh, I knew it was possible. Coach, tell everyone too about when you mentioned Baltimore players. Um, you know, the the country's got some real pockets, and you know this from your days playing and recruiting. You know, St. Louis has always had a a pocket out there of really high quality players. New Jersey is a hotbed if you look at the national team roster over the years, Ramos and Reyna and Harks and all those guys from New Jersey. Tell everybody about a Baltimore soccer player and what it is about them uh, that that kind of makes them different maybe than others. Um, I just think the the mentality, I think it starts with the mentality. I think, you know, it's a, it's a very, it, it's a very close knit group, you know, that, Obviously, when we play against one another, we literally try to destroy one another. But if we play against other people, we've always pulled together and pulled from one another. But I think that the, the Baltimore player has that, um, you know, he's probably never really been babied as much. He's went out on the field and trained and worked hard on his own. And uh, there's a physical side of it that they've never been afraid to play hard and, and give it, leave it on the field. It's almost that, you know, for a better term, that blue-collar mentality that you work hard. Um, you might not play as dainty as other teams, but, you know, when, when the game is over, um, you know, you, you've given it, left it on the field, and, and normally you want games. And we've won a lot of games, and, and I just think the mentality of the Baltimore player has been – and we also have that little chip on our shoulder. You know, I think throughout the years, and that goes back to when I first started, we always knew we were good, um, but we never got the credit for it. And even now, you look at you know, all the teams in Baltimore or the state of Maryland that have done well, you know, winning national championships, they're, they're great teams, great players. And then you look at the national team and there's nobody on there. So there's always that, you know, New Jersey's got how many players or how many players or coaches and, and Baltimore and the state of Maryland now is, um, kind of always looking and saying, well, we got the trophies, but you're getting the recognition. So I think we always feel a little bit sort of like the city in itself. Um, we have a little chip on our shoulder, and I think every time we walk on the field, we're out to prove um, that we'll play you, and when the game is over, we're going to beat you. 
and I think that's the Baltimore mentality. I can't believe we haven't figured this out, by the way. You know, there is an opening in the U.S. national team men's Ooh. job, Ooh. and Karenji is suddenly Boy, this leaving. really does just line up perfectly. It does. Huh, right? Man, what, a good, what a good story. You can start there. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're, we're definitely starting that rumor today. Man, is, is that the reason? Really be yeah. off the hey, right? Coach, what do, you, what do you think about everything? I, 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 do you have a soft spot a little bit for Burhalter in that he was asked, you know, two years, three years ago to come in and take over a program that was kind of in disarray and did everything they asked of him, won a couple of cups last summer, got to the World Cup after a terrible start, made it through into the knockout stage, and now he's looks like he's gone. Like talk a little bit about what you've seen and uh, do you do you feel for him as a as you know, as a as a coach in the business? Yeah, I I I think I always look at things in perspective from a coach's standpoint and obviously he had a tough a lot of tough decisions and he did come in and he got the job done and there was a lot of criticism of him you know leading up to it you know there'd be a game where they didn't play well and we got to get rid of the coach we got to get rid of coach and I'm not a a strong advocate of him but but I still believe that he did you know he did what he had to do he did his job he got him to a certain point which you know from from all our standpoints that was a good great world cup um and it's just so easy nowadays to just to have criticism and knock people, you know, in any sport. They don't, you don't get as far as winning the whole thing. We'll look at all over the World Cup, you know, guys get fired, they get to the semifinal. So it's, it's just what, a, what have you done for me lately? Um, and that's, you know, that's part of the, the coaching that's gotten a lot tougher, where I think people, everyone analyzes, everybody's a coach, um, you know, that you guys live at every day just with American football. You play one day, you win, everything's great. Next Monday, everybody in the brothers calling and saying we got to get rid of this guy, that guy. So I think we have so many analysts and armchair quarterbacks out there now, and that's that's definitely happened in soccer, which is great on one hand because Drew, you remember the days where people weren't even concerned about it. Um, to now, everyone has an opinion, and in this case, um, sometimes it's a it can't win opinion. You do well, you finally get them where they are they're playing better and then it comes the criticism of and then and, and un, unfortunately the whole situation was screwed up with the you know the, the families getting involved and it looked like it looks more like an american youth soccer situation right. than the u.s no, national I, team. I think i think but, the joke was nothing has shown the world american soccer more than this story right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. which is this really is, this is what we do that, yeah. and that's that part. It's so That's sad. Part. Hey, Coach, I know we're going to have to yep. let you go to do this press conference. We've got to knock out too quickly. One, just if you could, what the, the biggest reason why you were able to establish this standard at UNBC over the years is if, if you can just look back and say this was the turning point. What's or, your secret sauce? Right? Like, what <laughs> What would you tell us? I, I, think, I think the mentality started when I first went in. I mean, I, I remember going there and my first year – and, and obviously played a schedule that I had nothing to do with it. But the, the mentality of the players was was clearly, uh, hey, coach, you know, last year we played such and such, um, and we played really well for 80 minutes, and and but we lost two to one, but we played great. And I remember, like, that was the mentality of the team, like in the bus or the vans, and, and I would say, but, but you lost, <laughs> you know. Like you're you're sitting here and you're actually congratulating yourself for playing well, but you you, you came away with a loss. So they would accept defeat and 
Um, it was okay to play good or play pretty, but not win the games, you know. And we, we've all seen that, you know, throughout the years that teams just want to look good and, and at the end of the day not get a result. So I think that changing that mentality um, with that particular group set a standard. Uh, we went 15-5 and five the first year and, and that kind of like from that point along. But it was just every day the grind of competing out there, but making them understand that it's it's at that level, it's about trying to win and not, you know, we played great for 70 minutes, but – and it was always the butt and they were happy about it. they were very like you know we they should have got a reward for it or they should have got a uh, a medal and and that's just not how it works in the real world so um but i think that was uh, for me that was the the changing of the mentality of the whole program and from that point on i think they understood no matter what that you know we were playing for championships every year and that word probably wasn't used before it was well, we played good and but now we're talking about trying to win championships and trying to win rings and different a whole different perspective and and that's a mentality that you have to set and that standard has to go on every day and that's who you are and what you believe in so it's, it's well, well said coach and then i i'd be remiss i can i assume that it would be um you would prefer if maybe your successor came from your current staff. And I know there's a couple of really good options there. One who's got your last name, yeah, one, who, one who's been with you for a long time. There's good options. And, and uh, I, I think everybody, you know, I don't think there's going to be any big surprises about who's going to get it. Yeah. Um, they're going to announce it, actually going to announce it tomorrow. Okay. Um, the press conference is tomorrow and they'll announce it. And, and clearly, um, you know, I, I think, you you can guess who's going to get it, and uh, if you go to Vegas, you'll come back with some money if you can get down on it, Drew. So. You know, Drew uh, Drew doesn't doesn't didn't do that until recently when they made it legal. He was never. I interested. am looking it up right now, though. How yeah. do I get Karinji uh, the third on the line? I'm nah, looking it up. Nah. He, he, he's off the board, Drew. You can't. I, find I, that right. I I thought it might. Yeah, I thought it might be the case. We will we will discuss that when it happens. We will have that yeah. conversation. Uh, Coach, so happy for you. Love you. Always appreciate you. Can't I wait. Do wanna, I do want to thank you guys because uh, I've always appreciated both of you for what you've done for me and uh, putting me on the air and supporting soccer. And, uh, you know, that's, that was something that I really appreciate looking back now. And uh, just thank you guys for all you've done for like me personally and my teams and, and, and like I said, for Baltimore soccer. So. Oh, Thank you, guys. We yeah. greatly appreciate you and all of the and I'll success. I'll around. I'm not going anywhere. All I'll right. Be, yeah, I, I'll be out. I was talking to Moran yesterday. He said, I, I sure as hell hope Pete knows he's got to stick around at UMBC. Like, I sure as hell yeah, hope yeah, he knows I'm, he's got to be a part I'll be a pain in the. I'll be a pain in the butt. I'll be like, I thought you retired. No, I'm still around. No so doubt. I'm not going anywhere. No doubt. Appreciate, all right. appreciate you, Coach. Thank all right, you. Coach. We'll see you soon. See you, guys. Yep. Pete Karinji. Uh, what a run. We were the only ones who used to talk about soccer. Correct. Uh, despite the fact that you try to go, when, whenever they bring Maryland over to play a game at UMBC, couldn't get in. you could literally could not get in. It was. I remember someone that we, we used to work with saying, I don't know why you're talking about those, those, those games. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to dignify any of that this morning. I'm why just do we gonna... have Randy Monroe on every Friday? I don't know. that He's a basketball coach. Yeah, local in, sports. What, in, a, what, a, right. what a concept. Right. What a concept. Hey, gambling can be this. Listen to me. Gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember that if you or a loved one mm. has a gambling problem, 
You can call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'll bet you eight to one. I can go an hour without making it. Or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Yeah, the only thing I didn't know if they were going to do it was down last night, and it affect me, affected you, me greatly. Again, 1-800-GAMBLER. Yep. Old Rami, Rami, old Rami Smith here. 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, actually, this is a good idea. This is how you avoid the strong arm of the law. <laughs> right. Is you change Rami, your Rami Smith, right? Rami go, Smith yeah. makes the bets. You, you you know you just well, create a different personality. Hey, I know it. you want to be Craig Carton, but maybe yeah. leave that part yeah. out of your path of becoming Yikes. Craig Carton. Yikes. All right, maybe leave that. Yeah. like skip that I'll, part I'll, of the. I'll process. I'll let him know you said that. No, uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm stop. kidding. I won't. Hey, uh, can you spin the wheel for me before we uh, grab uh. a break? Does that sound? Better? I feel oh like you could put. I feel like you could do. Yeah, at the end, like you started fast. And then you slow it down. Hey, Rami, how did it, how'd your day go at the radio station? <laughs> well, Dad, it went re- you want to hear what I did? <laughs> I think my dad still talks to me after this job. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, uh, yeah. What did you think of the Adley Rutschman story yesterday? I, I wrote about it a little bit today. I'm going to dig into it. I, I, I have to confess, I only call, I got an email yesterday from someone. Um, it's really funny how many people reach out to me or you when the Orioles do something stupid and they want you to they want you to fight them. Correct. Like this guy's like, I hope you saw this guy Dennis sent me an email. I hope you saw what the Orioles are doing. And, and so I I don't know the whole story, but I'm going to tell you what I think I know. Mm-hmm. There's an event in Bowie this weekend. Yes. He is going to personally be there. Yes. But he won't sign anything for you. They irrelevant. They sold tickets. Okay, they they sold a. I'll make this number up. Right, a fifty dollar ticket. And I don't know. Well, right, right. I'm making I don't it know. up. Yes. they sold a fifty dollar ticket for you to get Adley Rutschman's autograph. You and Taryn Va- for Adley Rutschman and Taryn Vavra to sign autographs. Okay, so Adley Rutschman, because no one cares Correct. about the other guy. Correct, but let's be okay. factual. Okay, so you so for fifty bucks you get these autographs. Mm-hmm. People bought them. Yes. And now they say now, oh, you'll get the autograph. Mm-hmm. You're going to get an autograph, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be on something you provide. Right. You cannot bring your, you know, I caught a foul ball that Adley Rutschman hit in in July. You can't bring that over and. But have you're him going sign. to get a card of some sort. Yes. We assume with this memorabilia company that he belongs to's mm-hmm. logo or a sponsor of Something their whatever like that, right but you are functionally going to get his autograph he will just not sign it, it will in not, front of it you it won't be personalized it won't be you can't say hey tumo it's just going to be an autograph card and people are up in arms about this they are not they I, I wouldn't say apoplectic because I do think we over-dramatize the reaction to things. I think anytime you see anything right. on the internet, no, you're I, like, I, I oh, people are losing their minds over it. Right. It's not that. Okay. We're overselling it, but there was definitely a, not, a lot of negativity towards okay. it. Okay. So just with that, and, and I, I believe now, to you. Be fair, I believe the Orioles have offered that if you want your money right, back, right, you right. can get your money back. And I believe when I say what I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not knocking you. I believe you when you say all of that. Like I, it, That's the story, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's the story, I, I I don't really know what you're complaining about. You're, he, it would be totally different mm-hmm. if the Orioles said, "By the way, Rutschman isn't going to be here." Right, we're replacing but him we're gonna, with we're, we're replacing him with Jim, Jim Tomey. But we'll, well hang yeah. on, Jim Tomey's a big deal. <laughs> that actually is not a good. He didn't it, even play last it, year. I understand that, oh. but he's in. I don't know if so, you heard. It, he's in the Hall I of did Fame. Hear that. No, but here yeah. so. Rutschman's not going to be there, but um, yeah, but yes, so Scott Rowland, but, so. but yeah. someone is going to be there, right? Um, right. I, 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 Brian McCann's going to be James there. McCann. So James McCann. Yeah. Um, so here we go, right? Brian McCann. Whatever his name is. So here we go. 
Rushman's not going to be there, but we're going to give you the car that he signed. Right. I could see you saying, eh, that's garbage. It feels a little bait and switch. But if he's going to be there, and you're going to walk up, and he's going to say, hey, Rami, how are you? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Glen Burnie. Hey, great to meet you. Here's my card, and it's signed. I don't know how you complain about that. So Dan Connolly brought up that this this should have been avoidable. Like, that you can't absolve the Orioles of blame. They scheduled this whole thing out. Now, that I would agree and, with wholeheartedly. And didn't know that this was going to be a problem. I, I, I'll make this comparison, right? We, of course, did the Tyus Bowser show all season long. And we know a lot of times that he, because Tyus Bowser brings out huge guests. Like, unlike shows that I've done in the past where guys right. were like, hey, I got the backup safety or whatever. Wilcox. He brought out this season Justin Houston and Calais Campbell right. and Marlon Humphrey and Mark Andrews and, like, brought out stars mm. all year long because that's how respected Tyus right. is sure. in the Ravens locker room. The last week of the season, he said, I'm bringing out Kyle Hamilton. Now, we've had plenty of weeks where I was informed, hey, we might not want to say that this guy's going to sign autographs because – I happen to know he's got an exclusive autograph deal with someone, and when he gets there, he might say, I can't sign autographs. Okay. But we actually did not have that problem all season long. Every single guy that got there was like, you know what? I don't care. Okay. I'll go ahead and sign autographs for you. But Kyle Hamilton, ahead of time, said, I can't do it. I can't sign autographs. I have an exclusive deal. I can't do it. And so... I you know I took the heat. I said, look, I this isn't Kyle. I made the call. I you know because I don't want to embarrass right. him. Right. I mean, he's a Catholic. Right. right. Like I, I that's the reason. Yes, yeah, specifically. He's a good Catholic. Guy. Right. If he if he was leave Baptist, him, I would I would have thrown him to the wolf. Leave him alone. Uh, if he was Jewish, we would tell him to change his name. I don't right, know. Right, what, correct. It's a yeah, very Kyle, strange Kyle, thing Kyle, that's going on. Here. Kyle Smith. Right. <laughs> what are we, this is we, this might be the last one. Uh, <laughs> finally, might have made that moment, but I. I understood, like, that's the deal, and I we were careful to not say ahead I of time. I need change his last name. Are you sure? I don't think his last name's Eagle, is I, it? I mean, I don't know that, that, oh, that that's okay. true. Maybe I'm it. not certain of that. Okay. Uh, he is so good, The point being, like, we, we, we handled it. We said, look, Kyle Hamilton's going to come out tonight. He's going to take pictures with everybody. He's happy to do He's that. He's not going to sign something. He just can't sign autographs. That's the way that it goes. If they they're the Orioles, <laughs> like they they coordinated this, they had three weeks ago the opportunity to say to Adley more than three weeks ago, whenever they announced this thing eight weeks ago, right? To say to Adley Rutschman, like, hey, you're gonna come out and sign on. Born Iron Eagle, by the way. Just look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Did not change his father his name. is Jack Eagle. There you go. Yeah. Dude, that is a great name. Yeah, it worked out okay. I mean, you got to admit, <laughs> no when you go into a bar worked somewhere, out all right for that, him. let me give you a piece of advice here, kid. Yeah, kid. Rami Eagle. <laughs> no, hold on. Iron Eagle hold already on. has a kid. Yeah, he no, does. No, no. His name. He does. No, hold on. I've how asked Iron a couple times if he's willing to legally adopt how about me. At this Rami, point. How about this? How about Rami Falcon? Falcon. I mean, you talk saying, about getting some girls. Bird, yeah. You talk about getting some girls. I mean, actually, that is kind of a it's cool. cool that name. is kind of a cool name. Lie, yeah. Rami Hawk. Are you sure there's Rami. not a band that's already called that? Rami Hawk. Hey, what's your name? Rami. Well, what's your last name? Hawk. It sounds like you should be in the Karate Kid, though. Like it sounds... Nobody knew the name Rami. No one knew that till Rami Malek, the right. actor, played right. in uh, yeah. Bohemian R-A-M-I. Rhapsody. R-A-M-I. Is your R-A-M-I, R-A-M-I? R-A-M-I? Yeah. I like yeah. that. It's cool. Yeah. Um, anyway. I don't know what we're doing this. I like his it's name. No, it's Have no you different. seen the Westbrook? Because no you guys different. were talking about this. Have you seen the Westbrook video with the autograph with the kid standing outside, like just outside the car? It's one kid. Yeah. It's not a lot of people. And Westbrook just walks right by. Him. Well, he's a like horse yesterday. And well, I mean, like the, the, thing with the I'm, Orioles, I am the, always a little bit defensive of players in this I agree. situation. I agree with We're you. like, 
I, I get it. You want to just say, hey, sign the one kid's autograph. But the moment you do that, you the know other kids are coming. exactly right. But the Orioles, this is, I mean, that's and the again, part. I'm not going to pile on them because if he hits 300 and hits 27 home runs, who cares? Right. But this is so Orioles. <laughs> like, you, this guy plays for you. It's not like it's James McCann and s- who you sign – and you get him to do this thing, and then he says, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. And you wouldn't know, because I've only been with you for a month. I, I don't, I can't sign those things. Mm-hmm. You would go, oh, we didn't know that about right. you. Correct. But you've had this dude in your organization for four years. Correct. You would like to think that you would have known the answer to this at some point. Yeah. You would have liked uh, to think. So I haven't dug into it uh, other than what you're telling me now. Now, look, I and- do think, I think they're doing the best they can. And you know what I'm going to say about the autograph thing, anyway. Like I don't care. I don't care. It's I, it's kind of a y- joke. You guys kind of creep me out with the autograph. It's thing. a joke. I'll never understand. It, it's a joke. A human being. Now, kids. It's a di- kids like autograph. My kids were collecting autographs from Peter Pan and yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I, I, and I, Minnie I Mouse. Let me let me go back. Right. It, it's a joke for adults. Right. Sorry. Right. If you're, I mean, we all got autographs as kids. Right, I got Jim Nance to sign something for me, and I've still not watched. <laughs> you tried it. to get Brad and Stevens not, autograph, and I've that still night not washed it off. Yeah, correct. That night at my Butler, wife's like, my Drew, wife's like, is that Drew, a tattoo? Drew leans I'm like, in, no. Drew leans in for the high five at Butler, and he's like, hey, can you can you sign my underpants? <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I, the autograph thing is kind of spooky to me. Like, I, I just don't get it. I've I've always I really don't. Get I've it. always felt that way about the autograph thing. But look. I I think the Orioles should have gotten. I, it's a mistake that shouldn't have happened. After it's happened, I I kind of tend to agree with you. I think they've presented a best case scenario. Here's what the option is. If you're not good with that, just tell us. We'll give you your money back. You don't have to be a part of it. You don't have to come down to Bowie on Saturday. We will. Now is this replace? They didn't do a fan. They don't do fan fest anymore. No, right? they do this. They call is it the that, caravan it's event. COVID. Okay. Okay. Well, or I don't know what the real reason is. Uh, I, I get Fan it. Fest. Okay. I don't. I think they're going to smaller places and putting people in them instead. Well, so that I thing was always COVID. the the Fan Fest thing became uh, almost became too much for them, and, and the reason it became too much was because you had Manny call you on a Monday and say, "Hey, I'm not coming right, on Saturday," right? And it became too. It almost the negative outweighed the positive. Sure, when was, you would have a player say, "Hey, you know what, dude?" I, I know I told you I was coming in. It causes a few problems. But I'm not coming in. I hear you. I hear you. All right, if you haven't picked up this print issue of PressBox yet, it is only available for another couple of weeks at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. It is our best of issue. Speaking of Adley Rutschman, he's our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he is trying to get that signed. He's on the cover. That is a shame because that would have been a cool collector's item to have. $500 not going to Calm down. Would you calm down? (laughs) Go get it right now for free. Uh, Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Uh, appreciate our next guest taking some time for us this morning. He, as we've uh, discussed with him before, one of the few men who ever gave out a fully guaranteed contract. I need to get him to represent me. In NFL history. Huh. Now with Fox Sports, he is former NFL GM Rick Spielman, and he is back with us now here on GCR. Rick, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on today. Actually, down here in Mobile, Alabama, it's a senior bowl, and actually the weather is beautiful down here as of yesterday and today. Oh, well, no, th- great. Th- so thanks for that. Yeah, here. right. It's going to be 20 on <laughs> Saturday. Just, yeah, just in case you guys wanted to know, it was like 75 and sunny yesterday. Yeah. It was just being in the high 60s. 
today. So, nice. but, so before uh, we, before we drone on, digress, before, before we drone on about Lamar, who's someone that's caught your eye down there? Who's someone that you've looked at and said, "Look, you man, know, there's there's a couple kids, uh, and I put it out on the thirty third team yesterday. Three guys that I thought had a really good day. Uh, I think there's some pretty good corners down there. A kid that's flying under the radar." Uh, that I didn't know much about. I watched a little bit of tape on him before I got down here, but this Riley Moss from Iowa, I thought, had a really good day. Uh, there's a couple of offensive linemen. Uh, DeWan Jones had a great day yesterday. He is a massive man. I mean, he was 6'8", I think 374. He has a wingspan of almost 90 inches, which is incredible, and, and had a really good day in one-on-one. So, the guys are a little bit rusty the first day because the first time they've had pads on in a long time. But I'm looking to see how guys continue to progress through the week at practice. Um, we, uh, of course, I, uh, do you think that in Baltimore we should be paying attention to the quarterbacks in this year's draft, Rick? Do you think that at some point we need to start having conversations about that position? Yeah, I don't know. And where Baltimore is always going to pick is uh, Baltimore has a very good football team and they're even a better football team with Lamar Jackson. Yes. But if you decide to go that route, how big of a step is this uh, Ravens football team going to take back? And how long is it going to take to get at, back where they would be if they continue to have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback? So I, I guess what we're kind of figuring out right now – can you paint the picture for us of timeline for when a team has to make a decision, when the rubber kind of has to meet the road when it comes to something like this? The assumption, of course, is that the Ravens are either going to get a deal done with Lamar quickly or they're going to put a franchise tag on him, right? But then what, I guess, becomes the if, – if you're still far apart, if you're still – if there is some sort of poison pill, like he's demanding fully guaranteed, they don't want to go there – when do you have to, as a franchise, sort of sit down and say, we need to figure out the next five years and can't keep having this hanging in the balance? Well, first they have to get their offensive coordinator uh, coach uh, hired first and what direction they go there. And, uh, but what's going to happen behind the scenes from a front, front office perspective is most of the time – You've probably had some initial contact with the agent, but everybody is like, hey, we're in our draft meetings, we're in our UFA meetings, we're at the Senior Bowl, uh, doing all that stuff. When we get down to the combine, it's usually where the meaningful uh, discussion started happening with the agent. Now, Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, so that's a totally different story. But in normal circumstances, that's where it happens. You try to reach an agreement before, I believe it's March 7th, which is the deadline to put the franchise tag on them if you can't reach an agreement then and i've been in negotiations all the way up till midnight till the uh the witching hour when the franchise tag has to be applied and have been able to get deals done have not so if not franchise them then you have all that time to try to to resolve and figure out a uh, contract all the way up i believe through uh through the summer uh, wherever that uh, ends. But if not, then they're on a franchise tag for the year. The question becomes, does he play on that franchise tag? Uh, does he hold out? Uh, because you can wait out till 10 games before you have to come back. So there's a whole lot of another can of worms that would open up if they can't get a deal done and he decides that, okay, we franchise them, but I'm not playing on that franchise tag, which I think is around $32.5 million, I believe, this year. And then 
that that's when it becomes really, really sticky. But there's plenty of time between now and then to try to hopefully figure it out. So, Rick, is this whole thing, and I realize the whole thing's about money and guarantees, but is the is this so much more difficult because he doesn't have an agent and you're talking about a, a, a potential, you know, kind of frontier-breaking deal? I, they signed Roquan Smith, obviously, without the aid of an agent, but they only, air quotes, gave him $100 million. Like, is the whole thing about not having an agent what's really holding this up? I think it, especially at this position, because when you're in negotiations with an agent, you, you have the opportunity to, I don't want to say, defend the organization, or I would say defend the organization's position on why we're not going to go there. And if you're doing that directly with a player, then they may take offense to some of the things that are being said. When you have an agent that you're dealing with and a reputable agent, usually they can filter that out. Uh, they keep their client out of the business side of it and said, hey, that's why you pay me. Let me handle this. And you go back and forth with the agent and hopefully you come up with a resolution. But this is a whole different dynamic, especially at this position, uh, trying to get something done. I mean, the biggest concern with Lamar is, uh, can he stay healthy? How many games has he missed the last two seasons? Right. And you want us to fully guarantee a contract, and you've missed this much time the last two years, and especially with your style of quarterback play, that's a huge risk on the uh, on the organization and taking all that injury risk on that guaranteed Monday. So hopefully. Oh, Rick, we lose you. One. Oh, sorry, sorry, Rick, we lost you there for a second. We got you. We got you back. Can you hear me now? Yep, we got you. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. No, I, I and Rick, I understand everything. Rick Spielman is with us here on GCR, of course, former NFL GM, 33rd team, Fox Sports. I, Rick, I say that, and obviously knowing that you're someone who did this, I, I've talked about it and said it's, it's not like the difference in what you're going to give Lamar is fully guaranteed versus nothing guaranteed, right? Like, the difference is going to end up being what, maybe 30% money. They, they, they're going to find a number that's a little bit more than what they've offered him so far, which is $133 million guaranteed. That They would maybe work this out at 70. If If he really is sticking on fully guaranteed, is it worth it to your franchise to risk not having a quarterback over the difference in the fifth year of the contract, the cap flexibility that could be provided if something bad were to happen? Yeah, I would say this. Right now, I look at is the uh, Baltimore kind of being in a little bit of control of this because they control whether they franchise them. They control everything right now. And for the Baltimore Ravens, it's great if he's going to play on one-year franchise tag. Now, you know, it affects the cap because that's a pretty big number to swallow. But I have my franchise quarterback. I know he has durability issues. And so I don't mind paying as I go on these one-year deals. But for Lamar and uh, the player side, I just think that I understand the Sean Watson, but is that an outlier to, to, to everything? And um, because if you look at all the other contracts done by the quarterbacks, they're not fully guaranteed. Should he get more than Kyle Murray? Yes. Should he be up in the Aaron Rodgers range? Yes. What's Joe Burrow? And what's um, – uh, you know, look, look what Josh Allen did. But Joe Burrow, I think, is the next one in line for the big contract and Justin Herbert. So he may be waiting to see what those guys come in. And if they get fully guaranteed contracts, then that changes the ball game and it shifts the leverage to the player side or to Lamar's side. 
And I know it, it, the question I'm going to ask, the answer is all relevant uh, to, A, if they wind up trading Lamar somehow, and B, who who they would trade him to. But are there enough guys in the – enough quarterbacks in that 20 to 30 range, assuming they stay at 22 none. or move up or back? <laughs> none. Okay. <laughs> what would he say? He said none. None. Okay. <laughs> so, none. So, none. No. No. <laughs> gotcha. So you you would have there's, to there's no C. There's right. no C. <laughs> gotcha. So you'd have to make a move. You'd have to trade with a team that's got one of the probably top six or seven picks, right? Yeah. And you look at uh, where Baltimore is, is the 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 or the commanders need a quarterback that you know Tampa Bay needs a quarterback. There's a lot of needy teams now, uh, especially with Tom Brady retiring. Um, so you would have to go move up and do something uh, to get one of these potential top four quarterbacks if you like all four. Right. Um, but how are you going to do that when you don't have the draft capital to do it right now? Unless you're going to, you know, cash in your credit card and send all your future picks away, then you're then you're toast. You know, how do you rebuild the roster and all the other areas uh, as guys age out or guys get too expensive to sign? So. That's a hard thing to do to say, hey, all right, well, you're not going to just let Lamar go because you can't let that type sure. of asset go without getting some kind of uh, ransom in return for him. So you have to figure that out. But if they did go the route of trading him, okay, I'm sure they'd want the uh, the most draft picks ever given uh, for a player, uh, and then that can help potentially move up into that area where these uh, four quarterbacks are probably going to go. But if not, you're, you're stuck. Then who? Is Huntley the answer, or is there a veteran out there that's as good or better than Lamar? I don't believe there is. I mean, do you got a chance to go get at Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. I think Aaron Rodgers just has to go somewhere where he's familiar with the system. So that it's like if we decide to move on from Lamar, then who? And are we taking a step back because Lamar right now uh, is in the, the prime of his career and will be in the prime of his career probably next uh, five or six years. There's been an argument brought up about the tag, uh, Rick, which is if if you are, to your point, the Ravens say, hey, we might be happy to take this one-year deal. As you point out, it all comes off the cap at once and probably eliminates the ability for you to say, you know, go try to trade for a DeAndre Hopkins or acquire the wide receiver that is so badly missing here in Baltimore and has been for some Receivers, time. Receivers, plural. Yes, that's fair too, right? <laughs> like that's definitely fair. It, it, does it become poison? Like, is there a point at which you say, "Look, if if we have to tag him, we're probably not going to be able to upgrade the roster in the way that's necessary in order to go win a Super Bowl." So if he's going to have to play on the tag anyway, let's just go ahead and get this over with and make this happen. Let's do this now because the tag is going to cost us any practical chance. Of probably of, of closing the gap and building a Super Bowl contender this year. Well, you can let's say do that, and let's say are you closing the gap if you have to play, you know, with a with a with Lamar Jackson not a quarterback? Then did you really close the gap because someone has to throw the ball to 100%. all those guys that, yep. you, that you mentioned? So you're you're uh, it's kind of like a stab me or shoot me scenario. So, okay, I have Jamar, Lamar Jackson, and I know the only way we're going to get better, and I know they have uh, don't have as much draft capital as they normally have, but that could potentially change as we go down the road here. Uh, but they did do a great job. I think Roquan Smith uh, changed that whole uh, defensive side of the ball sure. when they acquired him. 
so that was a great trade for Baltimore. Now it cost them a lot of money to do that. It cost them draft capital, but they got a heck of a football player. So they have to, from a front office standpoint, have a plan in place. Okay, I know, and that's discussed during the year. So if we're going to go and trade for Roquan Smith, because we're potentially in this thing, and maybe it was we get Roquan Smith, we get Lamar back, we got a chance to make a run at it this year. But unfortunately, Lamar Jackson never came back. So uh, you just have to kind of go back and, and just lay out what is your game plan going forward to 2023, how are we going to fill these needs, and more likely it's going to be through the draft or maybe some lower-level free agents because of the cap space, especially if they tag uh, Lamar. I look forward to when we can have a conversation with you, and it's not about this. I look forward to Yeah, that. you guys talk. Can we talk about, uh, yeah, right? the, the like, bottom was it? The, the Orioles guys not showing up for a fan fest? Is yeah, that right. a, Adler, a big issue? No, Adler, Adley Rudgeman can't sign autographs, apparently, and it's caused quite a bit of hubbub. <laughs> yeah, as Drew pointed out, go hit 30 home runs. Nobody cares about the autographs. Right. Um, uh, Rick, before and, I let you go. And, and, and take your fully guaranteed contract with you. Oh, correct. <laughs> All of theirs. Every baseball All theirs are fully guaranteed <laughs> hey before i let you go what was what was your reaction to trading you know the broncos trading a first round pick and and more for sean payton like if it is that does that make sense for a franchise in their spot to be doing that when they don't have a ton of cap flexibility to go sign players yeah so maybe it does make sense because his contract doesn't count towards the cap and you know that, you know, Sean Payton, is he going to be a future Hall of Fame coach? That's yet to be determined. Has he had a lot of success? Yes. What he did in New Orleans was incredible. They are tied in and married to Russell Wilson now. He's not going anywhere. So you better get a, a coach that has experience that can handle Russell Wilson. And can they get Russell Wilson back on track to play like the Russell Wilson we've seen up in Seattle? And what system is he going to do? Like, it's amazing, you know how successful New Orleans was. And we had plenty of battles with them when I was in New Orleans, a couple of uh, playoff games and Minneapolis miracle, the NFC championship game uh, playing Drew Brees. But with John Payton was with a Drew Brees, they had a lot of success. So I'm sure Denver with their new ownership is envisioning if we can get Sean Payton and we're married into Russell Wilson, he's going nowhere with the money and, and, and that we have uh, guaranteed him in there. So let's put them together and let's see a ride. Because I do think they have a talented defense. They'll be able to continue to add some players. But if they can get that head coach and, head coach and quarterback combo right, that's usually the, the, the uh, secret to the success in this league. Rick Spielman, uh, 33rd team. Of course, you're doing stuff from the Senior Bowl down uh, for them all week. And is there anything else we can plug for you, sir? Yeah, no, CBS. I'm not uh, CBS. Uh, I'm on, and then we just started a new draft podcast that's been uh, really successful. It's called Worth with the First Pick, and so I'm on there with Ryan Wilson, and I give a lot of draft uh, stories on. Uh, it's called Rick's Picks when we picked and why we picked that player uh, to uh, guys that are under the radar prospects, and just everything about the draft from A to Z. So. Uh, very excited about the podcast and the success that it's had so far. And really, uh, really enjoying this side of the business. Excellent. At Spielman underscore Rick on Twitter. Give him a follow. He is Rick Spielman, former NFL GM. Really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning as always, sir. Thanks so much for doing it. 
Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Former NFL GM Rick Spielman with us Stay here. Stay self-employed. You, you don't fire yourself very often. Correct. It's, it's, it's good. It's a much better place to All be. Right. Um, uh, I, want, you, I know you got to go. I got to 14 minutes. Okay. I mean, we're going to take a break, then we'll come back in. We'll do Would You Rather Wednesday. Uh, All right. We'll do that when we come segment. back in. What is your problem with. I just don't like that segment. Get out of here. Uh, hey, don't forget. Maybe you've signed up for a couple of them, but you haven't signed up for every sports betting I offer. I, I, know, I know you have. I have. I'm aware that you have. <laughs> but some of you perhaps signed up for FanDuel, maybe signed up for DraftKings, but you're leaving money on the table. For example, if you sign up, you go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. And sign up with BetMGM. You can bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. That's money. You can win $200 in free bets just for betting $10 with BetMGM. But you have to go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers and then click on the link through there in order to take advantage of it. Drew's here. We're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday next. Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. There's something for everyone this February at Laurel Park. Come watch live horse racing every Friday through Sunday and join us on Saturday, February 18th for the Winter Stakes Spectacular featuring six stakes races and $900,000 in purses, including the General George and Barbara Fritchie Stakes. The fun doesn't stop there. Stick around for our Winter Mardi Gras celebration with live music, delicious food and drinks, and a carnival atmosphere. Plus, don't miss out on President's Day holiday racing on Monday, February 20th. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. That's laurelpark.com for more. See you at the track. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio and if you miss a show you can find us anywhere you get your podcast so tune into the bat around with paul valley and zach goodman every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at pressbox sports if you can't listen or watch live you can subscribe to the show via spotify amazon or apple podcasts leave a five-star review while you're there or if lying isn't your thing 
We'll take a three and a half star review too. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to both uh, Pete Karinji and Rick Spielman for joining us this morning. Stan the Fan Charles uh, had a great show with Luke Jackson earlier in the week where they kind of just broke down where the Orioles are now after adding Cole Irvin. As we assume, that's probably it for them at this point. You can find that show right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Drew, I believe, is still here. (laughs) Do we lose Drew? Yeah, that's... This is a straight shoot. Um... You're aware of Bob from Parkville, of course. He's a legendary of, of sports course. radio caller. Yes. I, I'm not kidding. Drew, when he knew he had to pee, when we used to do mornings together from 6 to 10, when Drew knew he had to pee, he would leave Bob on hold for a little while, and then he would say, I'm going to pop Bob up, and I'm going to walk out of the room, <laughs> and I'm going to go pee. And you can talk to Bob if you want, but I'm convinced that by the time I get back, Bob will still be going. So you won't have to worry about it. Got it. Straight shoot. Yeah. Straight shoot the way that it worked out. And again, if, if Bob stopped, I would just step in and, and you know, do the, Exactly. Right. Like, everything would be fine. Yeah. But he would literally plan bathroom breaks around Bob and Park when Bob yeah. would call. That's fantastic. He would just pot up, Bob, good morning. And he would just put his headphones down, walk and out walk of the out. room, and come join us in a well, few minutes. His car so. keys are still here. Yes, I assume he's still yeah. here. But he's 60 now, so I do get a little bit worried <laughs> oh. about him. Like, did he forget? Did he, you know? He like, oh, oh no! Yeah, uh, he's. I was telling the story of uh, what you would do when Bob and Parkville would call. I was telling the story of how you would plan bathroom breaks. You're telling Rami, <laughs> this is Rami's learning all about how you do high-level radio <laughs> yeah, now. Right. I'm about plan- to put Smith and my last name on the video up here. Rami <laughs> Smith. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was, I was like, it doesn't have to be yeah. Smith. It could be. I said it could Rami be Falcon. Falcon. I do like Rami <laughs> yeah, Falcon. Yeah, Rami I actually true. think that's pretty great. Um, Rami Falcon. Yeah, Drew would legitimately. Would, yeah, Bob would be Bob on Parkville. Good, Bob. How are you, buddy? And, and then, then I would just go drop the headphones. He would wave. He'd say, "I'll see you in a minute." That would be. The I'd come hat. back, and he'd be like, "And, and, and very one. rarely would he, because again, I would just step in and I would just do the show if Bob stopped talking. But, but most of the time, you get back, and he's still. Bob was again. still going. I definitely got yeah. up and left a couple times when Jim Palmer called in. <laughs> hey Jim, how are you? Yeah. Good. Hey Jim, real quick, you know, last night, yeah. uh, birds lo- lose six two. Glad we got you on this morning. Not a great night for Daniel Cabrera. Uh, what'd you see? <laughs> and then I would just get up and leave. Right. Five minutes later, I'd go do whatever I needed to do. Come back in, and he'd be like, "And let me just God, say I'd, one more." I'd step. have to try to put together a list of the Miguel Tejada single in the sixth. Oh no! <laughs> but, well, no. The way you got to Palmer, always there were only two ways to get to him. One was to talk about what whomever the hot pitcher was right. at that time right. and what he ma- how much money he made. Correct. Because that was the end of Palmer. Yep. As soon as you said, and you know, Roy Oswald just got that six-year, $120 million yep. deal, and that was it. Yep. You could you could leave for 10 minutes. How much money did Jim Palmer make in his career? Oh, this is good. $5 million? Mm, I'm going to say it was slightly more, but not... I doubt it. I said slightly. I'm not oh, saying okay. I'm not saying I think it was 10. I'm saying I think it think might have been... the most Brooks Robinson ever made in one season was? 125 grand? 100, yeah. So I, I was gonna, my God, I can't believe... I was absolutely going to say 100. Mike Trackett's 125 grand in a bat. Correct. That's a fact. I can't find Jim Palmer's Palmer career. probably made 5 Look million. Look up Jim Palmer's career earnings somewhere, Rami. Give me that. Um, we're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday. What's your hat? What's the relevance of your hat? What is that? Aloe, it's... Uh, uh, brand. It's a yoga, like one of those companies. Gotcha. Like, you know, like kind of like Lululemon. Okay. No free ads. <laughs> this, what? These it says here three million dollars is according God. to uh, celebrity net worth, but that's his net worth. No, so, that's yeah. yeah, that's yeah not I it. think it's career earnings. 
Um, Drew's absolutely moving into full-on 60-year-old where he just says whatever there is. There's no filter any longer. Well, a lot of people say so you wore gray today, huh? Yeah, a lot of people tell me it looks like something else. Well, so. I don't care about that. Yeah. That's oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely would have. Starts with a D. Yes, correct. Di. Uh, yeah. Yes, we get it, Drew. We understand. I mean, you gotta. I mean, not really. I mean, a little bit, but 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 you know someone in your. I, have you caught yourself? Have you gotten older, turning the filter off more? Have you caught yourself oh. just saying oh. anything? At I'm all? not even going to get into this, other than just to say, I had a discussion the other day with with a student athlete. And I'll leave it at that, and I said to him, "This has become a character flaw of mine. I don't know how to say to you what I want to say." Mm-hmm. Without just getting, without just saying it, right? Like you're because an idiot. I don't or... have the energy, right? And and my mind's not working anymore to the point where I can say to you or say to myself, "Let me say this to Glenn in a way mm-hmm. that doesn't hurt, hurt his, his feelings." feelings. Mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. So I preface it all by saying, Whereas I would say, what I'm about to say to you, right? You're not going to want to hear, right? And I don't, and it's a character flaw. I don't know another way to say it, so I'm just going to say it like this, right? If you don't come tomorrow to work out on time, you're off the team, okay? Well, I mean, I think as a coach, you might need to be that right, direct sometimes. right, right, right. And I, mean, I don't think that has to be an age thing. Whereas, I, I know, but it's just over time. Like, and I'll give you my the Chris Beloga probably has I'll to give do you, that at some point. I'll give you He's this. My age. I'll give you this. Here's, yeah. I'm going to give you a great example. Because Lucy loves this story. Okay. So I'm in Safeway a couple of months ago. I'm in line, and the line is long. There's there's eight or ten people in line, and it and it goes from the register into the aisle into the into then the aisle of the items. Like it, there's eight or ten people in line, mm-hmm. and four kids come up with candy. They don't realize the line is in the aisle. Ah, yes. And one of the kids is on a bike. Okay. In the store. Well, I mean, if they on, put, if they left it outside, it might get stolen. Oh, uh, uh, stop, because yeah. here we go. Okay. I say, hey, boys, the line's back here. Right. The kid wheels the bike around, knocks over a bunch of cans of soup, Sort of gets in the way, and I say to him, why don't you leave the bike outside? Now, again, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have said a word. Why not? Right. But now I'm aggravated. Okay. And I say- It's not your store, right? Why didn't you leave the bike outside? He says, because I don't have a lock for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I say- you got $15 of candy in your hands. Put $10 of the candy back and buy a freaking lock. I'm starting to worry that you're going to turn into Bob from Parkville. So I'm starting to worry. Lucy is mortified. Yeah. Right? And she should be. Right. Yeah. So we leave, and Lucy's like, Dad, that, that was kind of embarrassing. I it, said, Lucy, she's just get in the car. I, so we know, go I, home, and of course, we don't even get in the door. Yeah. And she's like, Dad got in a fight with a kid in the store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't get in a fight with a kid, but I wanted to. Well, I'm with Lucy. So anyway. I'm, on, I'm with Lucy on this. I'm it, really and, nervous that you're going to But in the start. old days, 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't have said anything. Now I, I got no time. You brought a bike in the my, store. My wife has a little bit of uh, Karen in her. Okay. And there are times where things like this occur, and I can see she wants to say something. Right. And I literally have to grab her by the arm and say, Karen. this is not our problem. Uh, right, right, do right. Do not. I, I know. This has nothing to do with I us. I know. Leave it alone. I know. I know. Leave it alone. I know. This impacts us in zero I way. Know. Don't. Whatever you do, don't. Now, at Disney World, there were a lot of those line situations, and I definitely was doing that bit where I'm like, hey, line's back there. Yeah. You want to you wanna meet Buzz Lightyear? Yep, yep, yep. You, you so gotta, do I. Yeah. So do I, buddy. I've been, I've been camped out all day. I've been waiting 45 minutes. <laughs> the only reason I came to, to Orlando. Andy's feet or whatever his name is. Andy. Well, Woody. <laughs> um, see? So anyway, like- I'm that you know I, I I will say it like that's the other good thing about getting older is you do wind up just saying this is the way I am, mm-hmm. and if you don't like it, don't talk to me. I like I am sensing that with you significantly. Just leave me yeah, but there's a difference between that and just having no filter and being the angry old guy. Like I, I'm I'm, I'm prepared not. for you to start talking about Joe DiMaggio. Like, yeah, right, I am prepared. Right. I don't think <laughs> I'm angry. I think I'm pretty happy most of the time. Mike Trout thinks he's, he's no Ted Williams. I'll tell you that. We paid a pocket I'm not going to call you by name. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you by your number. Right. <laughs> I'm number ready. eight. That number around. eight. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. number eight wants to get paid. Fooey on him. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I am so ready for you. No, to make I, it full time. I, but I I definitely am getting to the point now where I just say, look, I apologize in advance for this. I'm just going to tell you what, how I feel. All right, let's get to Would You Rather Wednesday. One kid said to me the other day, Coach, what do I have to shoot to make the team? I said, the rest of the guys. <laughs> now that actually, <laughs> I can't believe you had a funny joke. <laughs> That's actually funny. Coach, what do I have to do to make the team? I said, all 11 of the guys on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> where, where did this come from? I don't know. It's funny. Uh, I know. That you should was do that last more week often. You guys talked about the Odyssey uh, compliance oh, God. test. So, oh, uh, God. Oh, I, I might have to take that I, again. I, I passed it, but barely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw I saw Chuck holding your hand, walking you through that. So I was there I, for I that. I passed it, but barely. <laughs> when the boss puts your when the boss puts his hand on a female employee's hand, <laughs> is he a? I'm sorry, Glenn. I'm flirting sorry with that. her. B, trying to help her. The problem with Drew isn't the unconscious biases. It's the very, very conscious, conscious biases. They need to run that. Yeah. I, I kept program. hitting everything but flirting with her. I'm like, just because he puts his hand on her hand doesn't mean he's flirting with her. Actually, and I'm hitting every possible combination. Yeah. And it yeah. keeps saying wrong. And yeah. I'm like, all right, damn it, I'll put flirting. Give and then it comes up and says correct. I'm like, I don't care what it says. It's wrong. True. I- we we uh, we stopped bo- <laughs> we stopped booking female guests with Drew <laughs> some time ago. There's actually a story yeah. in the New York Times yesterday, uh, like that was one of the stories from from the test. I promise you, like the story about the group chat on on like the Zoom call. R- Rami, I don't remember. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. There was and, an actual story. And, and like everyone's that like, in the New York uh, guys, uh, we're still on the chat. The guy was going like, oh, dude, have you right. seen the new girl's boobs? Have you seen the new girl's boobs? They're huge, and everybody's like, guys, yeah. The well, that happened still, to what's his face at CNN. Didn't the chat's it? still live. What's uh, uh, the, the the legal? Who's the legal analyst well, at CNN? Did, Why can't think think of his name? The the guy that was like, yeah, Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin, exactly yeah, right. I thank mean, you. He was Tubin. Jeffrey, but that's that's yeah, a little different. You, Jeffrey, yeah, it's a little bit beyond. <laughs> yeah, you know, just this talk. is just a group chat, and it be, right. it became a story like in the New York Times. Like you know, they were talking about me on the group chat, <laughs> and then, and it said something like, "Should they report the two guys to human resources?" And I'm like. 
I, I know I want to say no to this, but I might as well just say yes and get it over with. And I hit yes, and it's like, you're correct. I was like, I know I'm correct. I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> so God. Chuck's like, Drew, I got to give you credit. We thought it would take you 40 minutes to get all of them right. Right. You got it done in 34. 34. That's a solid, <laughs> that's a solid effort. I mean, the questions are By so. By the way, Vinny Serrato went after you, so that wasn't easy either. No, the questions are so dumb. I, I'm really. They're so dumb. Yes, but it's a little bit more disturbing that you guys needed help doing this. Well, I needed, definitely you, needed you help. You could have just done it at home. Have you tried to get no, into the I, Odyssey I website? Yes, I have. Okay. That explains I, I my have. whole thing. I have. They figured it out. That way you won't fill out your oh timesheet. You'll never get paid. Uh, exactly. Make it very difficult to get in so you never get paid. Bob right. says to Melissa. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's do Would You Rather Wednesday. All right. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. Number one. Uh, would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Would you rather number one? Would you rather... Uh, Presenting the scenario, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens get to a point this summer where they know with confidence they're not going to get a long-term deal done. Would you rather he plays on the tag and they just make one more run at it, or they just go ahead and pull off the Band-Aid and deal him? Well, I wrote this today. The only way I would pull off the – the only way I would bring him back under the franchise tag is if I had an assurance from him on the record, a man, a handshake from him, that he is not going to skip out on training camp. And if he sits out, I'm dealing him. And I, I think that, and you can be fair, and you can you, you can have a man-to-man conversation with him to say we're we're not going to allow you to miss training camp. We're just not because it's not our team's not getting any better that way. So that's the answer to your question. The answer is if they tag him and he says I'll come to training camp and I'm going to be a good soldier about this, I would tag him and keep him. I I, I mean it's forty five million, but it, I want him to be the quarterback. But I'm not going to let you sit out. I'm just R- not. Rami, save it. You and I will talk about it after okay. we let we I'm let just him not go. letting him sit out. Number two, you're Tom Brady. Mac Jones gets hurt in training camp. Bill gives you a call. Would you rather well, of course. come out of retirement again and go well, home for one on. year? Or recognize how bad things have gotten this year and say, no, it really is just time for me to be done. Dude, what? how many flights a day are there from Tampa to Boston? I'm going up there. I'll, I'll fly in and out. Of course I'm going back. All right. All right. If, I, they w- if they went back to the old helmets, I'm well, definitely going back. Thank you. Of course. I, I should have known that was coming. Number three, you're Tyler Huntley. You're invited to the Pro Bowl. This uh, was inspired oh by Rami. You're invited to the Pro Bowl, but you clearly don't deserve it. Would you rather go Put ahead? Put your tongue. Take, yeah, no. take the free. Ch- by the way, I have to give Sean Stepner a, 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 a verbal nod. Sean Stepner's tweet yesterday was, you can say whatever you want about Greg Roman. He produced two Pro Bowl quarterbacks. I love it. Yeah, why are we stressing about trading Lamar right. and have a pro bowler as a It's a really good tweet. I love it. Uh, you're Tyler Huntley. You're invited to the Pro Bowl, but you clearly don't deserve it. Would you rather go ahead and take the free trip to Vegas or decline it and try to use it as motivation to get one legitimately in your career? I, uh, I, yeah, I think I'd just take it. Okay. okay. I'll take it. Number four. Uh, oh. You're you're in the bar, and the girl comes up to you, and she goes, what are you, the equipment guy? And you're like, uh, no, I, I'm actually Pro Bowl quarterback. Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, Pro Bowl quarterback. Number four, uh, are you familiar with the story of the girl that got broke up with on the airplane this week? I'm not. All right. Well, I want you to to listen to this for a second. This I, We don't know all the details. There was a flight somewhere this okay. week, because this popped up on social media, okay. and apparently a young lady was dumped mid-flight. Okay. And the flight then sounded like this. 
I mean, you got to give him credit. There's nowhere for her to go. All right, so, would you rather... This might be the worst human being in the history of the world. Would you rather... To dump your girlfriend on the plane. Would you rather... Oh, my God. You and Mrs. Forrester, knowing there's no football this weekend, plan a nice weekend getaway. Okay. You get to the airport on Friday, and your flight is delayed five hours. Okay. Or it's on time, but it's that flight. Yeah, I'm not much for sitting in airports, and I'm not a big drinker, so it's not like I'm, hey, let's go to the bar for five hours. I'll get on the plane, and it would be comedic relief, I think. I I think. Really? I, oh, boy, I think you're tossing that out this there This seemed very like it was quickly. midair also. Like they didn't, yes. it 100% midair. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, midair. They I love it. No. The, what do you mean you love it? It's terrible. It's terrible. What do you mean you love it? It's terrible. That guy deserves a special place, man. You, you, you broke up with your girlfriend in mid-flight? You really think? That that wouldn't become a form of torture. Nah. Not no more than sitting there for five hours waiting for the plane. And where are they traveling? Are they traveling back from vacation? Are they no, traveling no. back from her parents? Well, that, it's you're, like, you're hey. ta- I'm <laughs> saying an out in this would you rather scenario. I gotta go. All right. All but right. anyway. Get out of here. I, I, what do what, you want to plug something? You had anything? Oh um, uh golf radio, uh the, oh, that's the right, Sunday. Back, the sun- oh crap, that means I gotta do a show too. Oh no. Twelve to one. Will you be there at one? Yeah, we'll be on one to four. Okay. You're right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could preview the Pro Bowl and Tyler Huntley's <laughs> performance. Yeah, we're well, we got golf from Pebble Beach. I do the the Rory McIlroy Patrick. Reed oh, I can't thing. believe we didn't talk about that. that Reed is thing. Reed has become maybe the worst human being in the world. Well, I mean, but wasn't he always? Well, but now again, like this whole thing now with the ball up in the tree that wasn't really his. Oh, like, I I didn't. I saw something about he that. Totally I saw cheated it, again. Right. And they called Randall him Chambly. Again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did a whole totally video called about him cheating it. again. But is it definite that he cheated? Versus, oh, one hundred percent. So you not know his, you know what your ball is. Ball. Because well. He, Chambly pointed out, like, everybody plays the same ball. Well, they have distinctive markings on it, but the, the issue is that they saw where the ball went in the tree. It wasn't his ball. Right. It's not but his ball. But did he know that when he walked over there? I think he knew it when he put the binoculars up there and said, well, there's a ball up there, and I'm going to tell him it's got an arrow on it and it's mine. Okay. All right. All He's right. the worst of the worst. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to defend the guy. I just didn't under- we, I don't know. We know somebody know. that's close to worst, uh, worse All than right. him, but, All right. but not At, by much. It's a hooded four on Twitter, drewsmorningdish.com. Uh, you st- when are you going to the Pluster? When's that? Saturday. Have you sold everything? I got like four seats left if somebody wants to go. What's your email? Uh, 18 in a row at gmail.com. If you've never been to the Pluster, tell everybody about the Pluster. The Pluster is amazing. I mean, the Pluster is a cathedral. Of, like, I've, I've, I've been everywhere. I've been to Cameron Indoor Stadium. I've been to Hinkle Fieldhouse. I've been to, the Pelestra is, if you've never experienced the Pelestra, it's the most amazing place to go to watch a college basketball game. Drew's taking a, a bus trip up there on Saturday. Email him, 18 in a row at gmail.com. If you want to get in. All right, Rami, you and I will do Would You Rather Wednesday. Number one, Lamar and the Ravens get to a point where they know with confidence they're not getting a long-term deal done. Now, you have to pretend like you care about the Ravens. In I, order to no, I this, got you. This. Of course, Rami is a, is a Jets fan. So yeah, so he's, I, I would take Lamar he's, or Tyler Huntley. He's desperate <laughs> for this to be his problem. Yeah. The thing that we're complaining about every day, he would murder someone in order to have this problem. Yeah. Uh, would you rather... They go ahead, play him with the tag, or is he coming? Wait. He's back. This is—I'm telling you—he's 60 now. I'm very, <laughs> very worried Bye-bye. about him. <laughs> very worried. Or just go ahead and pull the bandaid off and trade him. Um, so it depends because he's not going to trade. He's not showing up to training camp. Like, yeah, he's—you know—it's funny you say that because I had somebody make the argument for me that it's not as dissimilar 
you know, like a year ago, he absolutely could have done the same thing. He could have one hundred percent said, "I'm going to hold out," and he didn't. Right? Like, right. so I guess the argument is that like the players' association is is fought enough about the tag that they would say to him, "You don't show up for camp." That's the way that this goes. But what we know of him, the inclination is that. He had the option to hold out a year ago, and he didn't do it. Why are we certain that he would hold out this year? I, I think it's certain that he wouldn't show up for any of the off-season things. I don't know what the camp thing would be. So the question becomes, are you 1,000% trading him next year or not? Because if you're 1,000% trading him after the year, then I I would just rip the Band-Aid off now. But if it's like, okay, he's only playing on the tag, and then we might trade him next year, two things could happen a you win a super bowl he's that Mm -hmm. talented and he wins a super bowl so then whatever happens next doesn't matter anymore or b he gets hurt again and then the decision becomes a lot easier to swallow so i would let him play out the but it also you know potentially depreciates trade value at some point as much as we keep saying like everybody still gets their money after getting hurt if he were to get hurt again significantly and we're talking about three straight seasons then i i I do Deshaun Watson got $250 million I guaranteed. I understand that, but it was an injury, right? Right. Like, it was a unique circumstance. So I do think that after a third injury, there is there is a, a real scenario where not to say you couldn't still trade him. for. It's like, trust me, somebody would still be interested in having Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, the Jets. Um, so then know. sign him, and it's only $50 million guaranteed after that. Or are you saying that? That's why I asked if that's a, no, still I'm, an option. No, I'm saying I still think that, that there is a risk of the trade value depreciating, right? I there is that. some yep. not not going away, not from the greatest, you know, the the biggest haul in football history to nothing, but just depreciating somewhat what you can get for him in a trade. I get that. I, I'm in a weird place. And and for the most part, let me I'll go through some of the uh responses that we got to this one. Um from Antonio, trade him, love Lamar, but if they're not going to pay him, just let him move on and get his money, no hard feelings. From Sean, trade him, tank for Caleb Williams. I, I, that, look, I've heard that argument from people. My problem being, your defense is too good. Like, I don't think that you'd be able to tank for Caleb Williams. I just think that you've got too representative of a roster. You have a good roster. You have a really good head coach. You could lean on the run game. Right. Like, it's it would be difficult and, to and just... An, and an organization that I just... If you told John Harbaugh that was what you wanted to do as a franchise, is tank for Caleb Williams, have you met John Harbaugh? They're not exactly the tank type. Zero chance he's going along with it. None. None. Zero. Alex, uh, tag him and play him. Uh, uh, The Shark, uh, trade. At that point, it's not just Lamar risking his value. We'd also be risking his trade value. That's what you and I were just talking about. Um, Steve, tag him. Tell him he's free to shop himself around. After he sees what's out there in guaranteed money, he either gets traded or is willing to return. I don't Steve, I don't really understand what you're saying. That's no different than what's happening right now. Right. Like I yeah. like I don't I don't really get that. Like he knows what's out there. Like yeah. that, th- this thing where you're like, well, they haven't been able to talk to other teams. I assure you, somebody that's talking to Lamar is aware of what the market would be for Lamar Jackson's services. I promise you that. Bryce, if I was a Ravens fan, I'd want to, well, what are you what are you, Bryce? I think I want to keep him. As a neutral party, I'd let him go rather than risk him getting hurt again. And that's what you said, essentially. Yeah. I, I, I'm in a weird spot with this. My, my answer is complicated. Andrew Stack could play him on the tag. You only get so many cracks with the top talent. Now, that's relevant, right? Like, if Lamar Jackson's not your quarterback in the future. Like I said, you could win a Super Bowl with him this you, year. You 1,000% could win a Super Bowl, and you could go two decades before you find another 
Lamar Jackson 100%. before you find somebody like that. You, you could go longer than that. You could go 50 years. You could go the entire right. existence yeah. of your franchise. <laughs> well, post Joe Namath, I guess. And Joe Namath was overrated. I, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, That's true. <laughs> but, again, given what you've had, he's definitely yeah, the best. Exactly. Definitely exactly. the best of the group. I'm in a weird spot with this because there is definitely a part of me that just says, you've got to figure it out. But my answer would be, I don't, the summer isn't really the time for doing that. Like, I want to get that answer before the draft. I don't ever want to go into a season where, what are you trading Lamar Jackson for at that point? Derek Carr? Wanking motion, right? Like, Yeah, who are you replacing him with? Either you have your quarterback definitively or you're taking your chance on someone who's going to be your franchise quarterback. So if I'm going to do it, I would probably do it before the draft. I would say if we're at a point where we really don't believe that this can be figured out, I'm doing it before the draft, and I'm trading for, as we talked about with Rick Spielman, a top eight pick. I'm trading to try to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and that's the route that I'm going in trying to solve my quarterback situation. And the Bears, someone posted today that the Bears do plan on keeping Justin Fields. So the number oh, I, one pick yeah, might I mean, be available. Obviously, that you know you wouldn't trade Lamar directly for the number one pick because if they're keeping Fields, then they're not going to trade for Lamar. Correct. Correct. So I guess if the, there's a third team that comes into play, that and the one gets flipped mm, to you. And, it's you an know, interesting. It's it, it does get very complicated, yeah. right? It, it gets very complicated at that point. Or you just acknowledge that maybe the first guy is not going to be on the table, or the Bears don't like that the offers are that are out there. They happen to love Will Anderson, and they don't love Jalen Carter quite as much, and they say. Dude, we're just going to take the number one pick. Like, we're right. just going to do it. Go yeah. get Will Anderson. That's going to be our guy, and we're good with that. Um, I I think if you once you get past the draft, Lamar's got to be your quarterback. Yeah, like, that's sort of what I come to. Like, you get past the draft, Lamar's got to be your quarterback. And it's the same season. thing with Aaron Rodgers in in Green Bay, right? Where they're not going to trade him post draft. Like, he officially can't be traded till June because of how his contract works. You know, you say that, but like they're in a more unique spot where they. Their next quarterback is going to have to be Jordan Love, right? Like, they have to figure it out. They have to get, they an, have answer. To get an answer. They yeah. used a first-round pick on the guy. The Ravens don't have that person. There I know, but are you really trading, uh, let's say it's to the Jets. You're trading Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. The Jets have the 13th pick this right. year, but yes, you don't think that pick's going to be better. Presumably they would have a higher pick next know, year with Aaron Rodgers. Right. I get what you're saying. I would prefer to do it before the draft, but I don't think it's as much a have to as it is in Baltimore. For me, it's a you ha- you can't go into next season with, with no quarterback, Tyler yeah. Huntley or... You know, Pro Bowler, Derek. Thank you, Derek Carr. Pro Bowler or, too. Thank you. Or, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess Trey Lance would be unique, right? Like that's that, an interesting situation. Would, would you un- take Brock Purdy? <sighs> Not after the injury. By the way, you mentioned, and this was the other. Would you rather? Um, so we could, I could go mm-hmm. right into that with Tom Brady. What if Shanahan calls him? You're going uh, home. I, I, I know, I know, but that's not. It's less practical, right? Like they, they have five quarterbacks right now. They got I know, but two of them are hurt. I understand. Three of them are hurt. Calm down, calm down. All right, let's get to. And uh, that offense is so made for Brady. Like all he has to do is throw squint, like the swing passes he was throwing all year, the screens that he was throwing to McCaffrey and and Debo and Ayuk. Like, wouldn't that be easier? He could throw some tight end screens to and. I mean, right, but the, the, the unique circumstances that would have to play out for them to be in that spot, right? They would have to know definitively that none of these guys are available. Uh, like, trade Trey Lance. They're going to – the assumption from a lot Brock of people – And Brock Purdy for a year. I'm oh. not as convinced that they're trading Trey Lance as everyone else is. How do you go I'm, back to Lance after well, the, the injury, he was the third best quarterback I un- on his team this year? They, he played for like a minute. He like played you a didn't, few games. You didn't get nearly enough of – Brock a, Purdy played – and from the minute he came I in against Miami, I was great. I understand that, but he's hurt. The injury provides you that opportunity to say, maybe we don't put 
all of our eggs in this basket just yet. And I get it. If there's some team that's in love with Trey Lance and is willing to give you an absurd amount in a trade, then, yeah, sure, go ahead and do it. But right now, I do think you have to have a backup plan because the injury, combined with Brock Purdy looking human, looking, you know, like a guy, they wanted to do better than Jimmy Garoppolo. They wanted to do... Although, apparently, Kyle Shanahan didn't, right? Because if it's up to Kyle Shanahan, the quarterback is irrelevant. I understand that, but I think that John Lynch understands... That that the quarterback is very relevant. (laughs) Or at least is more relevant than that, right? No, I'm with you. It's at least we need to be dynamic at that position. And I could understand John Lynch saying, I like Brock, and we saw a lot of good things. But with the injury and maybe what we saw in the postseason being a little bit more of teams, not figuring him out as much as, you know, understanding that if they play defense a certain way, you're still going to be able to design. We get it. You're a genius. You're going to design plays that get guys wide open. But what if we go next season and George Kittle and Debo Samuel both get hurt and, you know. Like, uh, yeah, what, no, I'm with you. We need, I, I, it's a unique spot. I don't know why you got me under that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I imagine I Tom Brady. Uh, right, they, number, number two is okay. Tom Brady one, so yeah. let's just do it. Number yeah. two, Tom Brady. Would you rather, you're Tom Brady, right before the season starts. I mean, you don't no camp, nothing. You get to August, right before the season starts. Mac Jones gets hurt. Bill calls. Says, come on. Come on home. There's do no one, receivers. One more season. There's or, no. Or just say, there's no other option. There's no go to Vegas, go to San Francisco. It's this or stay retired. There are no receivers. The defense is not that good. We saw this team make mistakes that Belichick teams just don't make, right? Like the game against Las Vegas, the end of that game. Lots of penalties, offensive penalties. I don't know. I like Bill O'Brien. I think that was a good hire for them. But if you're Tom Brady, you just stay retired. Uh, Fox is paying him so much to just show up on a Sunday well, once think, a week. I think that's a mistake, too. I think they should stick it out with Greg Olson. Like, I think that they should. Oh, they definitely shouldn't throw him into I'm, the number one I'm booth I'm very tomorrow. nervous. Oh, I'm nervous they're going to try to ham-fist him into the Super Bowl. I, like, they 1,000% very will. I am very nervous. And, I've, they are, and by the way, I've been hearing about that since before, like since earlier in the year, before he announced his retirement. Right. So people were the, saying if he gets knocked out early. They could try to get him in there for the yeah. Super Bowl. I am. Vi- well, I mean, I like. I would expect them to try to involve him in their Super Bowl coverage in some way. Like, I even does the Super Bowl. Does anyone who wasn't planning on watching the Super Bowl then go, "Oh my God, Tom Brady's no, doing a broadcast no, it, bit. It, I'm it gonna watch it." It doesn't, like, it doesn't change it doesn't the ratings at all. At all. Right. Yeah. all right. So you're you're staying retired. Yes. I. This he's 46. He doesn't want to get hit. I hear you. This is there's always this conversation that people have about. Well, it's embarrassing to end your career this way. It's embarrassing when somebody else brings it up. Nobody really thinks less of Michael Jordan because of how it ended with the Wizards. Yeah. Like, nobody says, well, Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time, but he played for two years with the Wizards. Like, that's not a real thing. We bring it up as an anomaly. We bring it up as a, you know, when somebody goes and signs somewhere at the end of their career, when Tom Brady shows up in San Francisco next year, we're like, well, this reminds me of when Michael Jordan was a wizard. But he already did it. He did it in Tampa Understood. and, and won, a won a Super Bowl. So it's not like Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah, as a exactly. wizard. He was far better than Michael Jordan was yeah. as a wizard. But we, we bring it up in comparison. But when we sit down and say, let's talk about Michael Jordan, nobody says, yeah, but the Wizards. Exactly. It, 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 you forget it quickly, easily. You forget the sort of weird way that someone's career ended. 
So it's not the end of the world to me if he stinks, right? Like, if he goes to New England next season and says, and it's just, it's over. But he already stunk. Like, the game against Yes, we saw we saw a guy that did not look the same. I agree with that. But if he goes and he really stinks, like, he still was good enough this season. I mean, we're talking next year, like, hell, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl when he stunk. Peyton Manning was bad. Brady did not get to that level this year. uh, Peyton Manning, the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl, was was worse. Bad, yes. Was drastically, he could not throw a football down the field. Well, his only pass was the seam over the middle to the tight end. And he threw it like three times against the Patriots in that AFC Championship And that was the difference, right? exactly. Their defense was unbelievable. Cam Newton didn't dive on a fumble. We know the story. All of the things that happened, he won a Super Bowl because of it. But he stunk. If Tom Brady is that or worse next year and the team stinks, because as you point out, they don't have good receivers, things like that, nobody's going to care. We're not going to say 10 years from now, well, that's just a real impact on Tom Brady's legacy. So it would be at least semi-appealing to me to say, hey, look, I started things up there. There's a chance to go up there, make those people happy, and and hell, what am I going to be doing? There's no way that the juices for Tom Brady flow for doing TV the way that they would be for playing football. You said Bill would make the call. I don't think Bill would ever and, make the and call. That's, I think Robert Kraft I un- would be I the one I understand. Correct. I understand what you're saying, but this is a hypothetical game. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I get you. This is a game. <laughs> All right, let's fly through these. I'm not going to be able to get to everybody's responses. I'm sorry because we got to wrap up. Uh, number three, would you rather? You're Tyler Huntley. You get the invite. You clearly don't deserve it. You take the free trip to Vegas, or you say, you know what? I'm going to decline this and try to use it to keep a chip on my shoulder and and earn one at some point in my career. If I'm specifically Tyler Huntley, I definitely take it because I don't think he's talented enough to ever make it any other way. So there's a once-in-a-lifetime To be fair, once upon a time, somebody would have said that about Tyrod Taylor. Like, once upon a time, we would have been sitting here in Baltimore if this scenario played out when Tyrod Tyrod Taylor was was the backup quarterback to Joe Flacco. And, you know, there's this bizarre injury thing, and he's the fifth alternate, and he gets the call. We would have said the exact same thing. Well, of course you go. You're never going to get another chance to go. You're Tyrod Taylor. No offense. Well, as it turns out, not the case. You ended up becoming a pro bowler. I guess. No, no, you're not wrong. Um, But, I don't know. I've watched him play football I understand. I don't know. I understand. But at that point, I I assure you, I know that you weren't, you know, here. You weren't living this. But I assure you, there was no one in Baltimore that saw there was there would be jokes about like whenever Joe Flacco would have a bad game play Tyrod but it was a joke right like nobody thought the dude was an NFL caliber quarterback as it turns out we were wrong he was a, a you know not a high level high high level quarterback but he was a quality NFL quarterback he was a good NFL quarterback so I I, I think the answer is you're right like you just take the trip not my problem I'll enjoy a free trip but I do. I think a lot of us have gone through that feeling of like I don't belong here. Exactly yeah. right, right? And I don't care for that. I hate that feeling, yeah. Signing up for that, I, like that's the part to me that would be difficult. Like I would be out there feeling douche chills all week. Yeah, I mean it's the same we talked about this with on a different level Jazz Chisholm on the cover of MLB the show. Yeah, that's Scott Rowland. Can you imagine him at like his Hall of Fame hey, speech? Wait, 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 this wait, is amazing. Wait, stop. You're you're crapping on Scott Rowland. I'm not crapping you're, on him because he's a very good major league baseball player. You you don't think Scott Rowland deserves belongs in the Hall of Fame. I accept war as a complete statistic. And by that standard, there's no debate that Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer. There's debate about other guys and whether they should be in, but Scott Rowland's got a better career war than Tony Gwynn. Like, but was Scott, ever, was anyone ever like, oh my God, Scott I, Rowland's I, in talent? I've, I've, go I've heard all of those things, yeah. 
But part of that is because I don't know that we ever watched baseball the right way. I don't know. When Mike Trout's here, I go. Understand. Mike Trout is a star of stars. Comparing Scott Rowland to Mike Trout, like I, we also know that there was a difference between, you know, uh, I brought up Ted Williams earlier, Ted Williams and Larry Walker. Like we understand that even amongst Hall of Famers, yeah, that's true. There are there that's are true. levels to this. That's but true. But Scott Rowland, for what it's worth, I loved watching Scott Rowland play because I love defense. I I make the argument about Kenny Lofton as a Hall of Famer. Defense to me is part of the joy that I get of watching baseball. My favorite thing, maybe this is just the era, growing up when you didn't get to watch every game and when there wasn't Twitter and when SportsCenter really mattered and when Baseball Tonight really mattered and Web Gems really mattered, those things were extraordinarily relevant for me. So I got great joy from Scott Rowland because he was regularly making plays that you would just say, holy hell, how in the yeah. F did he do yeah. that? So I, this isn't even comparable to me. Like, Tyler Huntley does not belong. Scott Rowland, I think, is a Hall of Famer. You can make the argument, yes. Not only can you make the argument, I think he is a Hall of Famer. There's no argument with Tyler Huntley. There's no... This is an... The circumstances that had to play out... Zach Wilson threw more touchdowns than him. The circumstances that had to play out for this to happen, it's embarrassing. Now, I get it. The Pro Bowl is embarrassing. Like, I understand... Although, I would like to see Zach Wilson in a flag football game. I mean, that's the one place he might excel. There's some wink-wink kind of nudge-nudge to all of this, right? Where... For him, he might be able to go out there and say, "Dude, Derek Carr is one of the other like. Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna feel out of place. Nobody here is really supposed to be right. here. Like, there might be a little bit of that. And s- I guess the issue I would have is if I, again, I knew I, if if right now somebody said we're gonna do a um we're gonna do a media symposium next week, and we're gonna invite Jim Nance and Mike Tarico and Ian Eagle and Kevin Harlan. And, you know, insert whatever, and Glenn Clark. How do you think I'm going to feel sitting up at that table? I'm not going to be honored. I'm going to feel terrified. What the hell am I doing here? I'd probably what is go, this? Yeah, I, would, <laughs> well, I mean, I like those guys. Yeah. Like, those are guys that I, would, I know. Yeah. So, like, I would, that, that's the only part about it. Like, if it was guys I didn't know, though, like, if it was, you know, I try to think of guys that I don't know that are very successful in media. Um, I don't know who you know and don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know Joe Buck? No, I don't know, know Mike Joe Breen? Buck. I don't. I don't know. Those are good names. I don't know Joe Buck. I don't know Mike Breen. Throw Doc Emmerich on that list. I love throw. Doc Emmerich. Well, who doesn't love <sighs> yes. Doc Emmerich? I mean, my God, he's amazing. Yeah. Um. Th- th- okay. So there's a good. There's yeah, a, there's three. a, a yeah, good that's... grouping of them. I don't know those guys. They're they're not gonna be happy to see me. Right. Like, they're not gonna be like, wow, Glenn, we're really glad you're here. <laughs> exactly. They're gonna say, who the f is this guy? It's yeah. Conor McGregor, right? Like, yeah. who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Um. That's the way it's gonna feel. And. It's not going to be fun for me. Like I would, I would not enjoy that. I would rather say, "Thank you, I greatly appreciate." I, you know, this is a straight shoot about me. I remember the first time DC United called me to do play-by-play. I, my response was, "I'm honored. I think you can do better." <laughs> like, did you tell this them was, that? I legitimately because I respected the person who was calling me. I said, Got "Look, I, I don't watch the MLS. I have not paid attention to the team. I at that point had only been doing soccer for like a year." I was like, I'm, I'm just being, I, I don't want it to reflect on you that you invited someone and everybody said, who the hell is this guy? Like, what, why is he doing Do DC you care United? about, like, getting dragged on Twitter or you wouldn't even no, care about No, I don't, I don't care about that for me. I cared about it for him. Right. I, I cared about the person that hired me is someone I respect greatly. And I didn't want him to hear from anybody else, like, 
what'd you do? Yeah. What, why'd you hire that guy? Yeah, like, why you. Why was that the person that you hired? Um, and so I don't, I, I, that would be really uncomfortable for me. Now, I don't, I'd have to think about it more. The, Derek, the, the argument is, again, one of the other quarterbacks is Derek Carr. Like, this isn't really, you're not really out of place. It's not Mahomes it's, and Burrow. It's and, a lot yeah. of guys who don't belong yep. that are showing up, and, and you can just go be one of them. But the circumstances, I do think there's a circumstance where I would say if I'm Tyler Huntley, like, I can't. Thank you for the call, but that well, Who's the next guy on the list right. after oh Huntley? That's, could you even imagine? Yeah, exactly. Man, they got to run out. Yeah. Like, at some point. Well, I told you, Zach Wilson. It could be Zach Wilson. He could be next on the list. They were, what, was Tyler Huntley was fifth, right, I think, among I think the that's alternates. What they said, yeah. so that's not even all that deep. So that's three that were initially named and then five alternates, so we're eight quarterbacks in. So Davis Mills might be the next guy on it's the It's eight list. AFC quarterbacks, right. right? Yeah, so of the 16, it's half the AFC quarterbacks. Although if you look at the Jets, they have th- like Correct. three Mike, guys. Mike White could have been the, right. the guy. Mike you White have two could have in been. New England with Mac Jones, and you have Bailey Zappi. Like, I don't know. There are better arguments for some of these guys, and there still are for Tyler Yeah, Huntley. I am with you. There are better arguments for those guys. And then uh, lastly, would you rather uh, wait five hours for your flight or get on the, the with the girl that's screaming? Noise canceling headphones. Everybody, br- yeah. A lot of people brought that up, man. I, I, I think there's a twofold there, right? I think that, one, they can only cancel so much. That lady is screaming inside a tin box. <laughs> like, you're going to hear it. Um, if you're, you're listening to a podcast, you'll hear it. This is what I I've think learned. even if you're listening to music, you're going to hear it. Like man, I, they're pretty good. I understand. I've got I have some damn good headphones that I use, but I still think you're going to hear it. And then, two, you're going to notice the commotion. You're going to notice everybody else. And then you're gonna you're gonna have to take your headphones off, and then it's an event now. How long is the flight? Uh, I said a weekend getaway, so at least two and a half hours to Florida, at least that much. So yeah, but why would I want another seven out? So I'm basically adding another five hours. You're to adding my another trip. five hours yeah. to your trip, yes. But you're doing it, I'm you sitting know, in the airport and you can go sit in at the. Drew brought up. You go to a bar at the airport. You can sit. You can have a beverage. You can watch a, a game. Am I in a legal like gambling state? <laughs> yes, you're in the state of <laughs> yeah. Maryland. You can bet 100. Right, so while if, you're I'm, there. if I'm in a legal gambling state, then I'd be doing the same thing I'm doing at the, home. The, the <laughs> funny thing about me trying to. My answer is definitely. I'm just gonna get on the flight. Yeah. Like it's gonna By suck. Way, yeah. It's gonna suck. But five hours in an airport. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. gonna I'm, I it's, hate the that's, airport. That's just. By the way, if you told story. me five hours. If it was you told me the flight's delayed, we don't know how long, that's worse. If you told me five hours, I'd leave. Uh, no, it's the point is you wouldn't know. The point is you wouldn't yeah, have that. It would it's be, just right, delayed. Exactly. It ends up being five right, hours. Okay. You can't yeah, know, right? right? You can't. Or so you can't. you know up front, you're yes, out. exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. All right, continue getting your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Somebody's going to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Today's show also brought to you by, ooh, or a reminder, of course, that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem. Good time to bring that up, yeah. Because gambling can be fun, (laughs) and you should set a limit and stay within it. But if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. When we come back in, we will wrap things up for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, 
life with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. There's something for everyone this February at Laurel Park. Come watch live horse racing every Friday through Sunday and join us on Saturday, February 18th for the Winter Stakes Spectacular featuring six stakes races and $900,000 in purses, including the General George and Barbara Fritchie Stakes. The fun doesn't stop there. Stick around for our Winter Mardi Gras celebration with live music, delicious food and drinks, and a carnival atmosphere. Plus, don't miss out on President's Day holiday racing on Monday, February 20th. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. That's laurelpark.com for more. See you at the track. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, winding down for this Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Don't forget, there are still some great offers for you. Like right now, if you've never signed up for FanDuel before, you can bet $5 on the, the big game or any other game and get $150 in free bets guaranteed. But you got to go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers right now in order to take advantage of that. And as I keep warning you, these offers will not last forever. With sports betting now being legal in Maryland for a little while, at some point these companies are going to pick up and take these offers to a different state. We don't know when, but at some point that's going to happen. So take advantage of these while you can before they disappear. All right. Um, is there anything we didn't cover today that we needed to get into? We Sean Payton, did we talk about no, that? We, I mean, we kind of talked about Sean Payton. We brought it up with Rick Spielman, too. I don't know. I don't... It, it, the, the possibility that they got turned down by D'Amico Ryans... Is funny. ...is hilarious. Like, that you would choose... And I get that it's unique with D'Amico Ryans because he played in Houston, but, like, that he would choose no quarterback over Russell Wilson says you're stuck with Russell Russell for what five years more yes yeah uh there might be flexibility in the fifth year but I mean I mean look the point is four or five years the the, the real point is if this doesn't 
get fixed, you're not making it to the point where you can get out of Russell Wilson. Right. right. Whereas if you're Sean Payton, you can survive a Russell Wilson because of your name, right? Sure. I guess if you're Sean Payton at some point, do you have – was he given the autonomy that, to say that, like, if we get through this year and it's clear that he can't be fixed – Will you just be willing to pay the guy while I draft another quarterback and play him? Yeah. Like, well, would you rather coach Russell Wilson or sit on your couch one more year at Fox and then <laughs> have the option next year to see what job comes available? It, it was interesting. I'm not convinced that the Russell Wilson problem is Nathaniel Hackett, right? Like, there's a lot of people that were trying to do that with Adam Gase and Sam Darnold, remember? Like, there were a lot of people that were convinced just get Sam Darnold away from Adam Gase and he'll be fine. No, <laughs> like that. Not to say that Adam Gase wasn't a problem. Clearly, he was a problem. Yes, but Sam Darnold wasn't just going to be a great quarterback the moment he got away from Adam Gase. It was interesting that at the end of the year, Russell Wilson looked better in those last couple of games after they had moved on from Nathaniel Hackett. What do I make of that? No idea. No, and it's certainly not enough for me to say. I think Russell Wilson will get himself fixed this season. Like, I know, but it, it's also interesting. He started scrambling a little bit more. He started doing some of the things that apparently he wasn't willing to do as much at the end of the, his and, time in Seattle also. And if I'm Sean Payton, I'm, I've am i had these conversations with Russell Wilson, and I've said, dude, was there something going on there? And like, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that before I decide that this is what I want to do, particularly knowing you ain't going to have a first-round pick. Yeah, like, I just... It, I just love the memes of Russell Wilson sees Sean Payton coming, but then he sees Taysom Hill coming with him. Right. You know? right. <laughs> like, right. I can't. I, God, Sean Payton definitely cannot quit Taysom Hill. There's no, no doubt no. about that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Maybe he could be part of the trade package. <sighs> no, they probably <laughs> wouldn't do that, but it doesn't mean that at some point <laughs> they won't have Taysom Hill you don't on that see roster. That. Yeah. I remember there was an old Tony Kornheiser line about Steve Spurrier being the coach of the, the Washington Redskins where he was like, you just know that at some point he's going to walk in and he's going to announce that Danny Werfels is quarterback. Like, it's just going to happen. And at some point, Taysom Hill is going to show up. It's going to happen one way or the other. In Denver, he will follow Sean Payton there somehow, some way. By the way, when you guys talked about Josh Allen earlier, I think you also have to remember the beginning the first couple years of his career he wasn't great either first year the first year of his career was it year two or year three that year made two that jump? the moment that stefan diggs arrived everything right changed. that's true the moment that stefan diggs showed up in buffalo i it, one of the other bits that i saw yesterday so the ravens of course are going to do a second interview with dave canales who was the quarterback's coach in seattle this year which is you know he got the most out of Geno Smith. There's no doubt that he got the most out of Geno Smith, but is it because of him or like that's right? The, yeah, that's always. The I don't. I don't possibly know what the yeah. answer is to why Geno Smith became a quarterback this year, but I get it. There is strong evidence there. They also interviewed Bills wide receivers coach Chad Hall, and I saw a bit going on on the, on the internet where people were like, "Well, and look at what he's done with Stephon Diggs." <laughs> exactly. Which <just> said, what? <laughs> Hey, if Stefan Diggs wants out and really likes him. By all, a thousand percent, right? And Chad Hall might be an excellent coach. Like, I have no idea if Chad Hall's a good coach or not. He might be a wonderful offensive coordinator. But trying to suggest that Stefan Diggs' success is proof that Chad Hall is a great coach instead of more likely the opposite way around. More yeah, likely than Gabe the, Davis. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, the existence of Stefan Diggs is why Chad Hall like, is getting this yeah, opportunity. Exactly. Like yeah. We're doing a weird... It's like when Peyton was endorsing Gase everywhere, right? When yeah, Peyton that's a great point, yeah. right? That's a very good point. It's a chicken and the egg conversation, yeah. right? Like, to me, this, it's pretty obvious. Stefan Diggs came first, 
And then Chad Hall looked like he might be a good football coach. Aaron Rodgers got Nathaniel Hackett hired twice, so. Uh, Although I, I do think Blake Bortles more got Nathaniel Hackett Yeah, there's hired. an argument for that. Yeah. There's an argument for that. All right, uh, here's what's coming up tonight, uh, Tubular. It is brought to you by, ooh, who do I owe this to? The print issue of Pressbox. I owe it to myself, essentially. Only a couple weeks left for you to go get this one, the best of 2022 issue with Adley Rutschman on the cover. I'm O'Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Go pick it up for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Uh, this evening, a couple of local teams in action. UMBC's at home. Go check them out. Experience game day at the peak, umbcretrievers.com to get your tickets as they take on Binghamton, 7 o'clock. On ESPN Plus, Navy's at Lafayette at 7 o'clock as well. Big Ten hoops tonight, Penn State, Purdue at 6.30, Minnesota Rutgers at 8.30, both on Big Ten Network. All the rest of the college basketball you can find at glennclarkradio.com. Maryland won last night, so there's not. They did. We talked about it a little bit earlier yeah. uh, when you were trying to find uh, Pete Carinci. <laughs> Great. I love that guy. I love him so much. Really, it was either that really, or when I was trying really to figure really out the sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, when the sound wasn't working on YouTube. Yeah. We had a banner day. So uh, pull the curtain back. When we got in this morning, the computer that we use for YouTube had done that bit where it just automatically updates and doesn't give you the option to say, to like, no, yeah, exactly. don't do that. We're yeah. about to do a show. So we started the show a couple minutes late because it literally stopped updating at 9.59 a.m. Yeah. Started the show a couple minutes late, and we started it without sound because we didn't see that the sound wasn't working, and so we had to... And Rami, of course, hey, we got who's, who's used the computer all of once, exactly, had no idea what to do and was trying to text with Griffin. So yesterday I'm, was the lacrosse. Yeah, and thank you, Griffin. Shout out, Griffin, because uh, he was very responsive and helpful. So. I, that means he's not going to have a phone later today <laughs> because I know how quickly my phone died when I was at Disney World oh, last God. week. People yeah, were, well, people I'm were, sorry, Griffin. People were texting me and like, you didn't get back to me. People that lived down there that were trying to you know, like, come say hello while yeah. I was down there. Such a nightmare too. N- nightmare too. Like the Disney sucks you in, makes it right, very yeah. difficult. Um, I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, phone died at about four o'clock, man. Disney's like, for adults. It's go it, like no. My age, go alone with no kids. No. Why not? You're okay. Maybe you because you're 24. I'm 25. 25. Maybe your age. At a certain point, it's creepy. Disney is for kids. I just went to Universal last. Universal is different. Was completely different thing in L.A. Disney is specifically made for children. For children. Yeah, yeah. And when you and your, like, when I see that, I get a little creeped out by, like, how excited adults are to meet Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, like, you got to tone it down a that, bit. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. Like, if you want to go and be like, hey, the kids are what matters, and we just, I, it's a place for kids. That's what it's for. I guess that's I, for, yeah. In the young 20s, I could get going and having fun, but it's not like the roller coasters are all that great. Like even those are tame because they're supposed to be for kids. Right, exactly. They're for children. They're f- the rides there are for children. Right. Like you're a Star Wars fan, you want to go do the Star Wars thing. I get it. Do it once and then say I've done it. Like I don't need to go. Right. Like when I was down there and I saw a lot of adults there with no children, I was like, hey. The problem is how old are your kids? 7 to 5. Seven so are they five. really like? Is the five year old really going to remember this when I don't they're know, twenty years? I don't old? know if he'll really remember it versus he'll see pictures of it. And right, like because like because I went when I was I, seven and five, and, I, and I, older, I went around yeah. that age, and I don't have like I remember I remember that I went. Right, like I don't same. remember, I remember parts of it specifically yeah. about it, but I remember that my grandparents took me right. to Disney World. Yeah, I remember my grandmother took me to Disney, and that alone mattered for a while, right? Like it's that's how all encompassing Disney is, like just that. I was there yeah. for kids. I don't, God. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. But thank you, Griffin. Griffin. Yes, yeah. thank you, Griffin. 
NBC Sports Washington Wizards Pistons, 7 o'clock. ESPN Nets Celtics, 7.30. Hawks Suns at 10 o'clock. Nice night for the Knicks, by the way. Went, went really well. I say like I had any idea. I didn't know. I asked Rami before the show. What happened in the Knicks game? Man? TNT Hurricane Sabres at 7.30. TBS for AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Uh, Non-sports-wise tonight, for some reason, Derek Jeter's on Jimmy Fallon. Sure. Well, Aaron Judge was on it last week, so. What What is that? Like, what is he plugging? Jeter? What? Yeah. I don't know. He's been doing a lot of media lately. For what? He's doing all these commercials now. I don't know. He's just out and about. He has a new, like, company, like a clothing line. Okay. Good for him. <laughs> I, I got Did that. you end up watching uh, Shrinking? Because I know you guys talked about that. No, I don't wanted to watch it. I just, I'm so caught. Like, I'm so it's far good. behind on so many things. I liked it. All right. I'll, I, yeah. will, I will watch Shrinking. Uh, for some reason... The Price is Right is on at night tonight on CBS at 8 o'clock. I don't know what that's all about. And they're doing a 50th anniversary event for Schoolhouse Rock tonight on NBC at 8 o'clock. I love that. As you see the Jimmy Kimmel 20 anniversary episode? No. Twenty year. He did a 20-year anniversary episode where he brought back the same guest from the first show ever show. Okay. And then he talked to himself from 2003, which was... Okay, that could yeah. be a decent bit. That could be a I don't bit. know if that's available. I like Jimmy more. Kimmel. I I like him too. I like him. I don't watch any of these shows any longer. Like me Letterman. Neither. Letterman was the end for me. Yeah. Like once Letterman was done. And I you know, I I never really got into the Daily Show after John Stewart. Like I just never I, I tried with Trevor Noah for a little bit. It just No. Yeah, I agree. It, it wasn't it, yeah. it just wasn't there and I loved the Comedy Central Colbert show, but this is kind of it's not as bad as Fallon. Like Fallon's the worst thing on television. I, I agree it's, with you. It's embarrassing yeah. that that's that's what television yep. is in in 2023. Colbert's definitely not that. Like he, you can still tell that. And he's, Jimmy's better. Jim, and Jimmy, yeah, of course, Kim is better as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. But it's all kind of watered down. Yeah, like, it's no, all. Yeah. Like Letterman was the last great like show. And Stephen A. said he mentioned that he wants to do this next. He wants to do something like this. Like he no. You don't want someone yelling at you no. as you're trying to go to sleep. No. <laughs> no is the answer. That's no. You mentioned Mike and the Mad Dog earlier today. You know Mike and the Mad Dog are yeah, on I, first I heard, today. I yeah. heard about so. that. I'd, again, I know for out. New York people, that's that's very big it's deal. It's funny. I tell people this all the time. Right. I didn't grow up with Mike and the Mad Dog because they were towards yeah, the broken end. Up, right? Yeah. So I grew up with just Mike, and he right. was bad yeah, he at was, that point. So like For New York people, and, and look, ESPN is far from the only network that does this. Like Outside of New York... Nobody cares about the Craig Carton show. Yeah, I get like, that. Yeah. Like, but that's what networks do. They just say if it's popular in New York, we're going to put yeah, it. And that's why Fox is giving right. them a TV show. One hundred percent. Like that's the way yep. that it works. So for the biggest market in the country, Mike and the Mad Dog, that's a really big deal. For yeah. The rest of us, we. And say, I'm sure the views are off the charts today. For, for the rest of us, yeah. we just it just doesn't matter. Like it's just irrelevant to everybody else. Like, uh, okay. Like and I would never watch those shows anyway. Like I just never. Yeah. I literally have never watched any of those types of shows. I don't would, think sports talk needs to be a debate constantly. I just don't. I, it's I, not my it's, style. I, it's nonsense. It's carnival barking. It's yeah. it's awful. And I it's, just and, and again, you, as I keep reminding, when people bitch about it, just don't watch. Right. There's so many better ways for you to spend your day. Like and the, how many producers it takes for to oh. to write Stephen A's takes that he's then going to have that day. And it's really impressive that he could throw himself into anything. Like uh, that. Wakanda Forever is available on Disney Plus today, uh, so you can go check that. That's a better way to spend your time than watching any of I these saw shows. That, yes, I did enjoy it. I, it's a tough watch, but it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. All right. Uh, thanks today to uh, Drew for stopping by. Thanks to Rick Spielman. Thanks also to Pete Karinji. We will get all that up in the greatest hits. 
Uh, tomorrow on the program, Brandon Williams is going to join us. Uh, going to do that tomorrow. Former Raven now getting ready to play in the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. Rita will check in since she and I are back together on Sunday over on 105.7. Uh, we will try to remember, hey, who are you again? Like We'll try to reconnect ahead of that tomorrow on the program. And uh, stuff and things, as always. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Royal Farms, Acosta Sin, the Maryland Jockey Club, Great Eights Memorabilia, Maryland Vascular Specialist, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin. Thanks to Rami. Rami, uh, you are on Twitter at, or on all socials at? Rami underscore Lavi, R-A-M-I underscore L-A-V-I on Twitter. Rami dot Lavi on uh instagram and if you like podcasts no free i don't care for them yeah i don't care for those well the rami lovey podcast is available odyssey spotify apple and wherever you get your podcasts very good thank you sir appreciate it thank you Uh, we'll see you you'll be back in tomorrow as well i will be yes all right uh have a great wednesday evening go umbc duke sucks